in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Not even gonna try, because I'm Nick Ruff. You hear me? You hear me in the mornings? Seven and a half, the roll call? I don't hear you on this mic, though. Why don't you switch over to the one next to you? So I should go with the other one? Yeah, go to four. That one worked literally right before we went on the air. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah. It, we, we did the testing thing, and I heard myself. Yeah, and then now it's just like a solid green, so now I don't know what that... Is that Mike 3, I, I think I'm, Mike 3 is haunted. Maybe I'm just too loud. No, I think, well, that you are, and, yeah. and, and obnoxious, and, and annoying, and, and all those other things that begin with A, but uh, I think I think Mike 3 is haunted. It just goes in and out, I, in I, and out. I, I think it has, I think it has a spirit ass. in it. Sports Radio Studio. Um, <laughs> I, I have been known to be obnoxious. From time to time, um, Louisville fans, um, they're not big fans of me. But Trevor, I'm going to vow to be a uh, rational Roush today. I'm going to try to not be smarmy. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my best because here's the thing. Good Mike's morning. on vacation. Dugan asked nicely. I'm not going to just come on Mike's show and just uh, torpedo this thing into the ground. I mean, I know you've you, you've done your best to do that by yourself, just by being on it, Trevor. But you know what? I, we're we're going to keep this boat afloat, okay? Unlike the Titanic submersible. Well, that the whole point of the submersible was to go underwater, though. I think. Just, yeah, but they wanted to float the, back up. The, the, the problem was it didn't come back up. Yeah. It went down. <laughs> it <laughs> didn't go back up. Oh, that was that was it had it did half of its job. You know, but you know that that's more like me. Uh, that did, I, I, didn't even do one of its jobs. It just went straight down. Uh, I don't. I don't want. I don't want you to not be. I don't want regional roush. That's a boring radio three. I want. Yeah, but I, 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 I want. I want UK's getting twenty two draft picks in football. I want. <laughs> I, I, I want. I want the guy who Lamar Jackson and burned on Twitter. Mm. I want the guy. No, 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 no. It's the other way around. Yeah, who got burned by Lamar? Uh, who 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 put Lamar Jackson in a coffin? It's still cute. You think that? Nailed it uh, shut. <laughs> Has he so won MVP since then? I don't think so. <laughs> he's done. He got his second payday, and he's cashing out. Wow. MVP or $220 million. Okay, that, which, that, who's the real winner? I wonder really which one he would have really picked there on that. Because I don't know. I haven't been. I know Pawn Stars were in town, but I don't think he did that much for an MVP trophy. I could be wrong. I've pawned some stuff, but uh, usually all you get is like $2 for your Rudy DVD. 
until you have to go buy it back again. Uh, so yeah, that's I, I don't want that. I want I want I want I want the Roush that we all know, we all love, we all block on Twitter. Well, um, uh, one of the greatest compliments I've ever heard was from a friend who was tailgating a Louisville football game, and they said, "Man, that Nick Roush, he's a real." And- <laughs> I if I if he was here I'd whoop his ass right now. I love that I I, I did infiltrate so deeply that uh, just some strangers were ready to to uh, find me and fight me in the what do we call it now? Is it the planet? It's not the green lot. It's the planet fitness lot now. The the purple lot. Yeah, I think there's been a rebrand. That would be purple. Would be planet fitness. That's their color, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm asking the wrong person. Yeah, um, I haven't tailgated. I think the last time I tailgated was at, at Cardinal Stadium. Because, because going to well, okay, what 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 are we and calling I mean, the just, stadium? Can we get? Can, is I call it, it Cardinal Stadium. Is it L and N Stadium? Is it going to be the L and N Cardinal Stadium, or are they just going to call it Cardinal Stadium? It's just, it's L and N State officially. The name by the paycheck is L and N Stadium. And there's no L and N Cardinal Stadium, no. not like Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Much like your, you know. Kroger Field. Okay, okay. Yet, so you just gave him the whole kit and caboodle. And yet, Got you. Just like you, uh, I, we play at Cardinal Stadium and you play at Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, see, and I, I can at least go through some um, rebrands, but yeah, you're right. They did just take the Cardinal completely out of it, according to our friends at Google.com. Um, where today, um, for the Louisville fans though, that want to listen to some Louisville radio, I'm, it's not going to be three hours of UK talk just because you got a UK gal in here. Uh, Trevor, we've got Bobby Regan from Barcelona Sports. He's going to come on. We're going to talk a little college hoops and NBA draft. Is that why you had to tone down the homerism? Because Bobby's going to come on and bring more of it than we can have two people do it. Dude, Bob, uh, I'm not being mad if you listen to Bobby. I'm not hating on you. I'm just saying you, you can. No, yeah. here, here's the problem, Trevor. And I, I I'm also going to we're going to do a lot of Louisville football in hour number two. Yeah, because I heard Austin um, Reeves. No one else wanted him. Um, and then um, I got I got some other funny stuff in hour three playing force, but. In hour one, Bobby Regan, he came on roll call. He used to be a regular, and then we just kind of got too busy to have regular guests. But we had him on before the basketball season started last year. And he was like, you know, I'd probably say this is the ninth least talented team in the Cal era. Like, there's maybe only been one or two more teams that have less talent than this one right now. Including the, and, the nine win or 13? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, or like that team and maybe one or two of That team, the NIT team. And he was like, and that might be it. Um and we were, uh, TJ and I, we were still drunk. We get off-season drunk really frequently because that, that's what you should do as a fan. You should be overly optimistic in the off-season. Nah, um, it depends on the situation. But I, I I got, he called it. He basically said, yeah, like I think this team might stink. And sure enough, they stunk. So Bobby, not afraid to tell it like it is. Um, and there's a surprising amount of college basketball news to get to as well. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, here well, after our first break. You know what tonight is, don't you? Is it? Well, let me guess. Uh, it can't be AEW's Wednesday night. No, that was last night, and you're looking uh, forward to the pay-per-view on Sunday. I know you are. Um, it's not Raw. You don't do Raw on Mondays or SmackDown on Friday. So no. I'll, um, I'll flip them on sometimes. College World Series? Are you getting into College World Series? No, nah, nah, I gave up on that when Louisville got eliminated. So, so like a month ago when they didn't make Something the postseason? Something like that, yeah. 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 Well, Thursday night. Red Legs? Are we, are we getting hyped for the Reds? The Reds are actually on on off today, as are the Blue Jays. Oh, man. I, I've been riding that high. Been riding that high. <laughs> you and me both, buddy. They, and here's the thing, too, is I know Mike's a big Reds guy. 
I've, I'm a big baseball hater, but this Reds team is so much fun that I'm, I even got a password so I could stream the games online. Nice. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actively watching baseball. No, uh, I, I believe, unless I'm mistaken, tonight is the NBA draft. Huh. That's what I was told yesterday. That's Yeah, yeah, it, that's happening. Any Louisville players in the NBA draft? I, I don't. I, this Patrick brought it up yesterday when I joined him for a segment, and then him and Trey doing the show yesterday, which we're setting the, the bar very low for their show being good yesterday, today. And I was, I, it really kind of like almost like made me sad. Because he said that he goes, who who do you like going number two in tomorrow's draft? And I said, I, I literally I, I had no idea the draft was tonight until he mentioned that. And like it just made me think like any like age ten to like twenty year old Trevor like would have come oh. back and just like kicked me in the nards. He'd be like, dude, what are you doing? This is our night. Mm-hmm. This is, we love this night. This is. Pay-. I mean, I know it's always on a Thursday, but I just I don't know. I just it, it's some reason like I'm mean, even last year's draft like I hadn't. I barely watched last year's, but like I saw it, you know, knew it when it was coming around the corner. Tonight, I, I just, I didn't care. I, I just had so little care. Well, and it has I, nothing to do with the prospects. It's just I just don't care. I think it's some of it has to do with the prospects, and it's and it's just because they aren't college basketball prospects, right? Like you've got well, I, a G League guy, an overtime elite guy, guy in France, another overtime elite guy. I'm just scrolling down. Like, the highest guy outside of Brandon Miller is Anthony Black from Arkansas, and I did not think he was that good. Played half a season at most, I think. The, that was the other guy. Uh, Anthony oh, Black okay. played the full season. Um, oh, and, Black's the six, seven point guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah with a kind of crazy hair that I wasn't the biggest. Cam Whitmore from Villanova. Do you remember Cam Whitmore playing for Villanova? Uh, I didn't see a lot of Villanova play this show, I'll be honest. Yeah, because they sucked. How was They were 500, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's. You know what I'd give to be 500 last year? Villanova <laughs> uh, was bad. Very bad. There's 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 ways to be worse. Well, the Pacers. You, you, tra- you know you know the ways. To be exactly. Worse. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like I yeah. can't I can't like mock somebody for being bad when they went like 17 and 17. Like I just I'd, I'd, I'd give a left test. Well, at least like the Louisville fall night. from grace is. Um, what a fall! It was. I mean, I guess it was, it was a gradual descent. It was a it, fall. It was. It was. It wasn't as like it. It, it happened. Set up for Villanova. It was just Jay Wright surprisingly left. Then boom. Now Louisville was like a jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. It. You, it was a long fall, but you got there quick and hit hard. Yeah. Major's picking seven tonight, and again, I, this back-to-back years in the top ten in the lottery. And yet, I just I have no interest. I mean, I I know Victor's going to go number one, and I assume I mean it'd be either you know our boy Scoots or, or Brandon Miller go number two. I lean two because it just seems like something Charlotte would do. I like that you just you, when you said Scoots, I just thought of Justin Kalen. That's not the only thing I Scoot do think Henderson. of. I, yeah, Scoots Henderson. Scoots is a secondary Scoots. In fact, he should be probably be not be allowed to have that name. Uh, I don't know if it's is it is Chris. No way, it's his birth name, is it? It can't be. No, uh, there's yeah, that, there's no way Scooter is his uh, real name. I I don't know. Is, is is part of it, Trevor? Do you still play NBA 2K? I do not. And I know for me that was a big part of the draft. Is that like I knew it's Sterling, by the way. <laughs> Sterling. I'd go, I'd go with Scoot too. <laughs> Sterling is actually a pretty cool name, though. Yeah. 
I'm surprised you did. Sterling. So you're, you're, you're old school 50s names. You got like Frank and Duke over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love, like I love old man names. Yeah, you're, you're old school, man. Like your your kids came out of the womb with like the t-shirt and the cigarette pack rolled up in the sleeve. And yeah, the yeah, of course. <laughs> but like Sterling is a very strong name, and I know that yeah. it's probably not. But like isn't Sterling silver a type of jewelry? I, I guess. Yeah, I like it's, it's strong metal. I feel like that's a strong-ass name. I don't, I don't know why he'd abandon Sterling for Scoots. I mean, I can see, I can see why you'd leave Justin for Scoots, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, of course, <laughs> Justin. Terrible name. But um, but my, my question about the 2K is, yes. for me, that 10 to 20-year-old age range is the – it's perfect for the NBA draft because – as college basketball fans around here, we watched the guys play in college. We knew the good players. And then we played the NBA video games because that was the superior video game. Uh, NBA Street Volume 2 was my game of choice. But, you know, you could do the uh, – uh, NBA Live, I think, was more popular than 2K. NBA Live then. was – NBA yeah. Live 94, 95, 96. I think that's about – and I, I started originally with Tecmo Basketball. That was my first NBA game I played. Well, an NBA Jam, that was also a great one. It came out very early the same on. Time, yeah. yeah. But at least, like, on draft night, unlike NFL draft, where it's just a seemingly endless months and months of coverage and it's a whole ordeal. But, like, the NFL draft, it's very specific to position and team want and need. Whereas the NBA, any kid from 10 to 20 could just look around and say, all right, this guy, this kid right here, he. Tayshawn Prince with the Pistons, that's going to be a great fit, right? Um, I did not understand, like, because the Dwayne Wade and Reese Gaines came out the same year, did not understand hyping Dwayne Wade over Reese Gaines. Because Reese Gaines, he he won most of those games, right? Over Marquette? Uh, At least in the one showdown, I know he had the one top the key shot on him. Yeah, he was badass. Yeah. He was a better scorer. Dwayne was more polished, and of course... Uh, or, or he was more of an all-around player, and well, I think t- it was a testament to time well, yeah. um, who won that out. But, like, that was the kind of arguments that you could have as a middle school kid with your friends, like, can you believe that? Uh, Dwayne Wade can't be as good with him as he, but you know what? Reese Gaines, he can fit in with the Rockets, and they're going to be, he's going to have Yao on his team? And that, and then where Gaines went to Houston? He went to Orlando. Oh, well, that's what He eventually maybe played in Houston, but he went to Orlando. I might be thinking of Eric Gordon. Um, another local guy who went there, but like, and that was the fun part about it too. Random is connection you, between the three. You generally had a handful of local guys that yeah, were also in the mix. You know, Ronda. Now, fast forward a little bit. It, you know, uh, when was the last Louisville player that got drafted? Was it Mitchell? Yeah, probably. No, no. Well, first round. No, you had Ray Spalding. Yeah, we had, we, we've had, we've had David Johnson going second round. We had uh, yeah, yeah. Johnson, I think, was last one in second round just two years ago. Okay. But and that's not as near as fun because second rounders are going to second rounder. Well, and you don't yeah. see the you don't see the picks as much as well because they just kind of plow through them. Second they, round, they, second they round show NBA Taco is, Bell ads like they did for Jokic. Yeah, second yeah. round NBA is the equivalent of like fifth round NFL draft. Right, right. So it, round, seventh round. Yeah, I, I think that's what had the initial draw to it. But now these guys weren't great college basketball players for the most part, or at least college basketball players for great teams. Like UCF has a guy projected to go ninth by ESPN. I don't know a UCF basketball player not named Taco Fall. Taylor Hendricks? What's a Taylor Hendricks? I believe he's a guitarist. Exactly. <laughs> Derek Lively's going to be top 10. He stunk for Duke. You know, like, I, so, I mean, really well, great. players are picked, not picked on what they're doing in, in 
product they're picked on what they are projected to do. In this lottery, I mean, you got Grady Dick in here. In this projected lottery that they He's have on ESPN.com, Jordan Hawkins, and I, I wouldn't know Jalen Huchifino if Scoots didn't make a stupid bet that he'd get a triple-double for Indiana this year. There's four guys that are were, were good college basketball players. He's the one that blew up in the tournament game at like 40 or something. I think it was. Yeah, so Jordan Hawkins, Brandon Miller, the guy from Arkansas, it's just and, and Anthony Black. Yeah, I mean you know, that is the guy from Arkansas. But you know, if you're tuning in. This is not Wojciechowski having an interview. This is <laughs> right. <and> Grady <laughs> did. But, you, but my my overall point is though, is the NBA. It's less of a showcase about the best college basketball players now, and it's more so of uh, just what we're projecting going forward. It's kind of like a recruiting ranking thing almost. And that that part of it, it's less it's luster for me. It's it's just it's not the same. Right. It's not the same when it's not. Your top college basketball players are going into the NBA. All right, first of all, I feel weird not being the old man rant in this studio during the show. You've like taken it from me. Mm-hmm. Second, God help me, you were not in middle school when when Reese Gaines and, and, and Dwayne Wade came out out of college. Of course, right? I was. Yeah, that was O two, right? I was, right? I was, I was in bars drinking. Yeah, I was uh, um, ten years old in two thousand two. <laughs> eleven. Uh, t- yeah, eleven. 22. So. Yeah. So, yes. You, you're weird how time works, Trevor. Uh, you're older than me. And yes, you probably definitely by 2000, definitely by 2000 when it comes to the NBA draft. One, well, I mean, that's when the NBA really started taking a hit in this talent, which it's doing now again. But uh, you saw the more projected draft picks. Then you saw the product draft picks. You still saw product, don't get me wrong, but. In terms of, when I say product, I mean like guys that that you know, or you polish. look at the numbers and you go, Oh, look at a guy yeah. like Dwayne Wade that was awesome in college and did this. I mean, Shaq, your Lonzo Mornings, your Max Burns, Leitners, uh, you know, so on and so forth, Derek yeah. Coleman's. You got the high school. But, like, but, surge. but by ninety five when you saw yeah, when Garnett did what he did, and particularly, especially obviously the Kobe curse that you know they wanted to be the guy that passed on Kobe or traded Kobe, the Hornets, uh, for Vladdy Divok. Then you saw that people, and you saw that stretch, like oh god, we got to get him, we got to take him out, and you saw, and then it really screwed up the NBA in terms of the draft and in terms of the talent, and in some franchises, just not will. I mean, taking a kid, a Kwame Brown, a you know Darius Miles, you know, taking somebody in that top five or six, because you don't want the odds of them being a star, you know, slim, probably less than fifty percent. But you don't want to be the guy who goes, oh, yeah, we took this guy out of college who played a few years, was a decent little pro. His name's Adam Keefe or something. And then, but this guy, you know, Darius Miles, then becoming a superstar out of high school. We passed him. And you saw the same Darius Miles had a decent career, too. Darius yeah. Miles sucked, okay? The only thing he did was he was in a really bad, he was in Adam, he was in the. He, he, was, he, was, uh, he was in Van Wilder, and he was in a really bad SAT movie, okay? No, Darius Miles <laughs> was an average role player. There's a lot of guys that suck. Telfair. Sebastian Telfair sucked. He was a lot bigger bust than Darius Miles in that high school boom. Unfortunately, the same thing happened around the exact same time in the draft. You saw the same thing going from high school to the European players, which I'm not saying that about Victor, but you saw when Nowitzki, what he did, then you saw players taking just every seven foot white dude. Yeah, Darko. Yeah, Darko is the big. Is always the big. Denver one. took like uh-huh. three of them in five years. Not a one of them panned out. I'm I'm curious I mean, what the because if you look around the NBA now, like. I mean, Jokic, Jamal Murray, Canada, 
Serbia. Like you, the amount of international players. Aaron Gordon, America. I mean, <laughs> but but, but I, I think if you look across the board, though, the amount of international players, I don't know what the percentages are, but they're pretty darn high. And there's, so, there's, yeah. So, like, I, you know, that's going to be more and more reflected in the draft. And I think that's just, you're, there's going to be a less interest. But, but you, and I'm not saying it's it, the, the, the desire, of course, the, the high school thing got, was, was, you know, taken away by the NBA and rightfully so and should have been. And the, the European one, I'm not saying, and you're still going to see Victor tonight, obviously, number one. Mm-hmm. And we've seen some Europeans go in, you know, still in first rounds, but after that little stretch in the early 2000s where, I mean, just everyone was being taken everywhere in, in the lottery, uh, or at least way earlier than they needed to be, you started seeing guys kind of fall back, and that's why you see guys like Jokic go now in the second round, which I'm sometimes that's where you probably should be taking the project guy. Yeah. Instead of taking Jokic in 2000, would have been a top five pick probably. Maybe not. Uh, well, maybe 2000. 2000 draft home would be that be that great, but I mean, I don't know if he came over right away. But, <laughs> eh, nevertheless, um, we do need to get to our first break. Talk a little more NBA draft with Bobby Regan on the other side. But get your text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Stop by Thornton's on my way in. Grab a cup of coffee. Thornton's is great. Down in the refreshing world, wherever you go. I did not get a donut. Why didn't you get me a donut? Because it's the afternoon. They don't have donuts. They have other food. It's great food, but it's just not yeah. breakfast food because it's not breakfast time, Trevor. <laughs> my mom came home. Is this breakfast time for you? You woke up at an hour ago? I woke up at 2. My mom came home and she's like, I picked up a dozen donuts. They were a dollar ten. I'm like, this is like three days old. <laughs> like, it's a heck of a seal. She was like, she's like, like, can you believe all 12 of these are a dollar ten? I'm like, first of all, why is it randomly a dollar ten? Second, I picked up the donut. I'm like, boom, boom, like knocking another. Like, I kind of like pour this thing in milk. I'm like, I kind of let it soak like a shirt with a stain just so I can eat this thing. Let's <laughs> get to a break. Though, don't worry. I'm Nick Roush. He's Trevor Kelsey. You're listening to the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X Sports Radio. Sunny San Diego, soaking up the sun. That's San Diego. You know? No. San Pedro? No. There's sand. There's... There is sand. Sand everywhere. Yeah, he's at Hilton Head. So we're trying to send everybody to stalk him. Oh, I, I was just, I was going to have people looking all over the country. It'd be like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? You're a big, you're a Hilton Head guy, aren't you? Uh, haven't been since I was a kid. Okay. Yeah. What was your um, last vacation? Ooh, last vacation was Dolphin Island, Alabama, on the Gulf Shore. By Gulf Shores. There's Alabama. actually a Dolphin Island? Yeah, it's not spelled dolphin like the dolphins. It's like an island off Mobile's coast. It's real nice. 
We're small beach. I've been to Gulf Shores a, a lot of times as a kid. I didn't know there was an you, island. You take a little ferry boat over there if you want to, I or you go a different way. We're learning all about geography, and we're going to learn more about basketball because Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports is joining us here on WXCW. Bobby, I hope you were just delighted to hear that enlightening geography talk. I mean, I was just glad we got a Carmen San Diego reference. That, that's that's what you get on the Big X. Have you taken a vacation this summer yet, Bobby? Getting out, stretch your arms. Um, I don't think I have. I'm trying to think. No, I mean, so my parents live in Charleston. So whenever I go there, that's vacation. Just leave oh. the kids with them, and then I leave. That was the last beach I went to. Yeah, uh, I don't. Other than that, no. I'll be at a bachelor party there in two weeks, so that'll be uh, something. I'm jealous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my wife is. We, did you get invited, Bobby? I didn't get invited. No, Bobby, Bobby did not get invited. No. Trevor, I might just show up just for a good night's sleep, to be honest. I'm going with you. Yeah. I mean, we're going to combo carpool, Bobby. We're going to crash. Trevor, come on down. You bring the goods. You, you'd be the, the, the fun guy to have. It's always a good guy to have a guy like Trevor Kelsey in to just come in and support the, the fellas at the bachelor party. But Bobby's coming in to support us because we got some college basketball news to talk and some NBA draft. I want to get to the college basketball first because I was really surprised to see that Will Wade got a two-year show cause, but that's only a 10-game suspension at McNeese State. What? what is, that, is this technically a slap on the wrist where we expected more or less from Will Wade's NCAA IARP punishment? I don't know, man. Like, it sounds about right, I guess. Uh, every punishment they handed out was kind of been nothing. Ten, first 10 games at McNeese State, like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> That's the way I, I look at it. It's like, who cares? He got suspended, what, they send him five right off the bat. So it's like, you got an extra five? Uh, okay. Like, uh, it's McNeese State. No one cares. Well, it does make me wonder, though, uh, why they weren't? Why LSU just didn't say, "Well, screw it, we'll keep him"? Because a lot of other places did that, right? Um, Kansas were still—is anything ever going to come from Bill Self and those cheaters? I—I I don't know. I—I I know attitudes have certainly changed, Bobby, to where um, now we don't have the Pat Forties and uh, Dana O'Neills and Pete Thamels of the world just ready and chomping at the bit to to gotcha with these guys. Uh, but it's still, like, those were the rules, and they kind of broke them. And it's mostly, I just want Bill Self to get caught. Is that is that too much to ask? Well, here's the difference. Why you, why you keep Bill Self? He wins all the time. Like, he's, he's probably the best or most successful coach in America right now. That's why you keep him. Will Wade, like, yeah, he had some success at LSU, but they weren't hanging banners. Well, and I know there's definitely some Louisville fans who are thinking the same thing with Rick Pitino, right? Like, what? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, the, that's who they should have kept because he is the best coach in America. Oh, the best coach in America? Trevor. Rick Pitino, if there's a game of the human race versus the aliens, I'm taking Rick Pitino 100 out of 100 times. So he should that's coach the coach. Toon Squad. That's what you're saying. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, Rick, like, listen, as much as we can make fun of Rick Pitino, the dude knows how to coach. He is, I, I think he is that good. We're, so what are we expecting year one at St. John's then? And More than Kenny Payton's going to do in year one and two combined at Louisville, I promise you that. Okay. Is that, so what, what, if, if, how many games does Kenny Payne have to win in year two to win more than Rick Pitino in year one? So what, what did he win last year? Three? Four. Four and 28. Four? April 28th was Kenny Payne day. So he got four. I think Patino gets 
but I, let's just say I think he gets 20. I was I was thinking right around 20, what, like a non-seed in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, something like that sounds right. I mean, the Big East is going to be loaded, so even if they finish middle of the pack, he's probably in as long as they don't, you know, have a bunch of, like, terrible losses. He'll but, probably win some games in the Big East tournament. It's the Garden, you know. Yeah, so let's say 20, just a nice even number. So, yeah, does Payne get 17 this year? <laughs> Trevor, you're the Louisville homer. Come on. Louisville's going to win 17 games, right? My homer. I'm not a blind drunk. <laughs> that's, not even asking, that's not even asking that much. Versus no. Like, can he, can he beat terrible teams? The ACC's got plenty of them. And that, right. That, and we know, we know who Louisville plays in the non-conference. Like, can he, can he win terrible teams? Can he be terrible team? Well, first of all, they answered that question. Last year was no, Bobby. But in this year, even if he does, you're talking about having to win 16 games. I mean, you know, unfortunately, we don't play that many terrible teams. I don't know. I mean, you still get to play, like, Boston College. Yeah, you thought you would have thought that last year. <laughs> but it's your thing. This, this is the step you guys need. Just beat terrible teams. And it's, a, it's an improvement. We're talking with Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports, and I know on this show that Trevor and Mike, there's there's been a lot of coping, self-deprecation to get through, but I am at least going to offer Louisville fans a lifeline because um, the offseason has, there's even been some times when Kentucky's been a punching bag. Um, are you, uh, as a Kentucky fan, is, is scale of 1 to 10, how worried are we about John Calipari and his future in Lexington? I'd say, like, I'm right at a five. I, like, he needs, I mean, I said it all the time. I've said it to even you, uh, like, on air and via, like, text messages. He just needs to adapt. Like, he's just so stuck in his ways, and that's what's really holding him back. Along with other things, that's the big thing in terms of just Cal. This roster, it's like, I don't know, it, it is more of a Cal roster, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a great thing. Yeah. It's, but I think, I think the the anarchy of how bad they were going to be was overblown. Like, yeah, the floors might not be as high as some of his teams early on, but I don't know if the ceiling's still there. Like, if this team ends up being a three seed, I don't think anyone would bat an eye at it. Well, and I I think it's one of those things too, Bobby, especially during the the active transfer portal offseason, and the way that we report it is any time a coach calls a player, it becomes in the news cycle. Right. And so you get like the Goodmans of the world where anytime Kentucky's on a short list and then they're off, it's like, oh, rough, rough off season for Kentucky, you know? So like, I, I do think some of that's amplified, but with that being said, they did have a lot of swings and misses. Uh, Reeves is at least going to stop the bleeding, but his inconsistency, I, I, I don't think he's solving all of Kentucky's problems next year. I'm glad that he's back. But um, there, I, I still will have my worries unless, I don't know, maybe that Trey Mitchell guy from West Virginia, where, you, you add a center from there. Is, is West Virginia, is that, is that just going to get blown up? Is everybody leaving? Or did Joe Missoula keep the boys back? It all depends who they hire. Like, I was saying to somebody the other day where, I mean, let's be honest, like, big-time college coaches are CEOs, right? They, yeah, they get involved with recruiting, but they're not the ones who have the heaviest relationship with the players. That's the assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. So if they, if West Virginia elevates one of the assistants that happens to have the good relationship with the majority of players, they'll probably keep most of them for, for the year. But if, I don't know, I don't think they hire anyone outside. I think they do just elevate, but they'll probably still lose, I don't know, two guys maybe? 
I think Kentucky fans would happily take one of them, especially if it's the big man who's uh, yeah. I mean, that's really the missing piece right now for Kentucky, or at least what feels like the missing piece mm-hmm. to being like, all right, I feel a lot better about this team now going into the year. Want to switch gears uh, on you a little bit, Bobby? Because the NBA draft is tonight, and as I was lamenting in the first hour, uh, not a whole lot of guys that I watched in the NCAA tournament or at least watch play well in the NCAA tournament, Brandon Miller, um, are on this these mock drafts. Is, is, that makes me a sourpuss, but can you tell me why this will be worth watching other than just to see how freakishly tall Victor Wimbenyama is? <laughs> it is actually like a good draft. But listen, it's, it is the old ways. It's not the old ways anymore. Where we grew up and it was like, if you play well in the NCAA tournament, you're going to be a top 10 pick because that's just how it was. Now, one, there's obviously more foreign talent. There's, you know, the G League, over, overtime, everything else that you can go about it. Guys are going to different schools. They're not just going to the same, what, six, seven schools that, we, that they used to go to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're not getting the guys that make a run in, to the Final Four and then being like, oh, well, this guy was really good for four games. We have to take him. Because that, means that, that happened every, every year we were growing up. We're like the same age. Every year growing up, guy made a run. It was like, well, can't miss prospect. Look what he did. He got to a Final Four. Shabazz Napier getting picked in LeBron's, like before he left Miami. That was funny. Yeah. That was, I mean, there's probably, I can't even say that on top of my head, but there's probably so many examples of that, of the guy who did that that run, and then all of a sudden they're like the 11th pick, and you're going like, wait, what? He was average, and then he got hot again. <laughs> the Southeast Missouri State in the first round. Right. And that's what I thought Dwayne Wade was. <laughs> to go by, yeah, I thought he was just a guy that got high. No, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Slayton on that one. Yeah, yeah. Got, got that one. I think tonight's going to be chaos, too. I, I really do think tonight's going to be chaos in terms of trades, which. Ooh, like, that's I'm always fun. I like the, I love when the NBA. Because it's only two rounds, which makes it nice and easy as opposed to the NFL, which is, you know, three days and everything. And it's like. All right. Well, we're trading for a lineman. Does does that really matter? Right. But right. in the in the NBA, you know, one guy makes a whole lot more difference, and all of a sudden you see these trades, and it's like, oh, this this team jumped up from you know nine to three. That started getting a little more exciting, and then it's quicker. Right? It starts at eight thirty. It's over by midnight, which makes it great. So give me the chaos. That's because that's that makes it fun. Well, and you have two potential. I mean. I don't want to say superstars in Zion Williamson's case, but Zion Williamson and Damian Lillard are both, I don't want to say up for grabs, but they're being shot. Potentially, yeah. Like, potentially. That could happen, and if that does happen, then it is uh, kind of a stick of dynamite where I was I was very much ready to declare the NFL draft was dead, boring, and then Laramie Tunsil's gas mask came out, and it was, I've, I've watched the NFL draft ever since. Can't get enough of it. So maybe, I'm tra- maybe I'm, trade I'm could be that. I'm trying to figure out what, what player goes viral. Tonight, there's always someone, and it's usually because they have an attractive person at their table or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. every year, some someone goes viral for something. Whether it was like DeAndre Ayton who posted his, kind like copy and pasted the email for his, uh, like a sponsorship deal <laughs> the day at like the, the insert the team name here. Drafted. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like back in the day, Samuel Dalabert. My, my favorite memory is like Samuel Dalabert, like oh one, just came out of the stands as like the twenty second pick, just walk on stage, and David Sermon was like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> so, someone's going to like. There's going to be something tonight, right? I I I just don't know who it's going to be. There are, there are a lot of 
a lot of potential picks for for who could be the viral person, whether it's the outfit or the person at the table. But someone's going viral tonight. I just don't know who. We're talking about Bobby Regan, Barstool Sports. We're getting ready to let him go, but I I do I do think there is something to uh, like I can't I don't know how good overtime elite is, and I don't know how to be how to judge it. But the Thompson twins are projected to go top five, top ten, somewhere in that range. Kentucky is seemingly steering into that skid, and I do you have any sense on how good that overtime elite league was and is, and how do we gauge these players uh, to the rest of their peers so far? It's definitely better than what people want it to be or think it is, right? Like everyone probably thinks it's just like pick up basketball. It is. It is better than that, and and they do play against decent competition. It's not like they're playing against, you know, a guy who would be like the twelfth man on an average high school basketball team. But um, it, it is hard to judge just because we don't watch it a ton, right? Like you really, and it's, you really have to dedicate time to like study film. And I think the other thing too, Bobby, is that we've at least grown numb to the prep school circuit. But there's right. probably more organization in the overtime elite, and they're doing a lot less travel, so you might be getting more high-quality games in there, but it's it's just so new that it's so hard for our brains to wrap around it and to just feel out, like, okay, were the guys actually that good? Like, is scoring 27 points a game? I know that's good, um, but, like, how is doing that in overtime elite versus doing that in New Jersey high school basketball? Isn't that kind of the same as, like, low-end college basketball? Like, like Taylor Hendricks, the guy's going to go top ten for UCF. How do you judge American, you know, the American conference to like the yeah. Big Twelve? And it's right. just or like the Pudenski kid that was at Santa yeah, Clara. Right. Like yeah. At Santa Clara, like he didn't get he didn't get much run at Illinois, but now he's all of a sudden a first round pick because he lit it up at Santa Clara, which isn't a knock. I'm not saying it's like impossible to do, but it's ten that boat, right? Like, how do you judge him versus? You know, I'm trying to think, like, who else would be in his rank? Like, Jordan Hawkins or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I guess that's why they get paid the big bucks, right? Um. <laughs> Again, it's, I mean, it's all a crapshoot anyways. One one guy's going to be really good. One guy's probably going to be out of the league in a couple of years. Well, who do you want your Knicks to take? We don't have a pick tonight. Boy. I don't know what to do. We don't have a pick tonight. So, you can't lose then. I guess, but I like listen. It's it's still Leon Rose and World Wide West. I'm sure they'll wheel and deal somewhere. They no one loves trading on draft day like like Leon Rose. He does got, it every. Got to make I, a like, splash. He, here's the thing: they're probably going to somehow either get a Villanova or a Kentucky guy. Because so <laughs> that's all they're doing. Oh man, I just I just wish that the Knicks were up just so we could hear him boo. Right? Uh, that's that's the highlight of draft night. Even though I don't is it? It's still not in New York City. Is it in Brooklyn? It is in Brooklyn? I believe so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, not, it's not where it used to be. It's not in Radio City anymore. No. Yeah. That used to be the best. But, uh, like, I, I don't think Nick Sands would boo anymore just because we have competent people running the, the team now, which helps. It's weird. It's weird how that works. I know. And then you get guys like Emmanuel Quickly, who I don't want to trade. Yeah. Oh, well, you got to hold on to Quickly, or your team will quickly go into the gutter. Am I right? Plus, we need Kentucky guys. We can't tra- we can't be the old Kentucky Cats and then trade them all for Villanova players. 
Oh, man, Bobby, uh, appreciate you joining us from Barstool Sports. Bobby Regan. Uh, hey, your your hometown team is kicking ass up. Well, I guess it's your home. The Reds. Are you? Do you have you caught Reds fever, or do you just fight Cincinnati sports fans no matter what the team is? I mean, I hate I hate uh, Bengals fans are the worst. Reds fans are whatever, but Cincinnati fans in general, outside of FC Cincinnati, that's the only Cincinnati was, team I cheer for. Oh, but well, and they're Cincinnati, finally good too. Gosh, yeah, we're, they're silly. Cincinnati sports team, fans though, like they got little brother syndrome. To the max, and they drive me insane. It's not like you have to deal with them either. <laughs> yeah, that's why I just move to the suburbs and keep to myself. <laughs> Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Barstool Regs. Appreciate you joining us today on the Mark, Mike Rutherford Show. No problem, man. Have a good one. Ah, good times, good times. I didn't hate Bengals fans. Well, I I can I, I know what he's I mean, saying because like now that they just became good like last year or two, and some people are like jumping on bandwagons and, and noise him. Well, I think it's just like uh, I think it might be the false sense of we're here and we're the best when they haven't been to a well. I guess they went yeah, to a Super, Super Bowl a year yeah. ago. Yeah, went to a Super Bowl. They're one, one, one of the top. Yeah, they've been to two straight AFC title games. Yeah, they're, they're, they won back to back divisions. I mean, the back to back AFC title games and went to Super Bowl. I think they're yeah. They have reasons to be chesty, especially coming off I don't know, you know, thirty years of mediocrity, and yeah, that's I, being nice. The Reds fans is the one that I could see being the most annoying because they're either like, especially on the line, it's either the Reds are the worst team that's ever existed. I can't believe this manager is being paid to breathe. They're the scum of the earth. Get rid of all of these guys. Or, oh, we're going to play. We're all we're doing is training our good players. And then now they're winning and they're God's gift of baseball. Bobby likes Skyline Chili, doesn't he? Hey, we're not doing the Skyline Chili thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, it's how you judge a man's taste. I'm just saying. But what if my taste is just, it's fine. It's just okay. But you like Skyline Chili? I mean, it's fine. I don't seek it out. Then but I, if it's there, I'll eat it. It's well, I've I've been getting your stamp of approval on movies, and that's how I kind of grade that too. So yeah, fine is about right. <laughs> Suck it, Trevor. You I usually give me your state. You're actually your approval ratings a lot higher than some. I'm 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 in the Hall of Fame. I'm batting at least three thirty three. I don't know if you're in the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to. I can't. I'm trying to think of a dud you've given me. The only dud I've given you was you just compared the new White Man Jump to the latest to the old one. But but I gave you a slack on that because you even admitted you'd never even seen right, the original. Right, and which, I just which that that I will make fun of you for different reasons. Yeah, that. well you can you can, but I um I'll uh. I'll eventually get to it. I'll eventually get to it. You'll get to it, and you'll be like, why did I watch that Jack Harlow crap? Jack Harlow is entertaining, though. <laughs> did you watch Jack Harlow on SNL, Trevor? I did not. I think you would be amused by his skits. I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty. He's he's an entertaining guy. I don't even like his music. And, not, and Red Spans, in the back with the Cincinnati thing, the Red Spans, like, like, I mean, I guess you can consider him maybe obnoxious and like a like a... Cardinals fans kind of way, maybe not that bad, but I, I don't look at it as obnoxious. I look, obnoxious, it looks as like loyal. I mean, the Reds fans have had no reason to have yeah. loyalty for the last, I mean, I, 30, I mean. I mean, 90 was their last World Series. 90 was the last World Series championship. Now, they've, they've made some playoff runs since then. 95, I want to say, was one. Yeah. That's they, not, but, they, but, they had one like 2010, and, and they had they, a couple of playoff runs. But I don't think they've been to a CS, though, in 25 years. 
Which is crazy. Uh, yeah, I think the and last one was in the 90s. Yeah. The, the, they blew that division series lead back in 2012. The they Giants, were up, yeah. Yeah, they were up 2-0. They lost three straight at home. They got no um, hit by Roy Holiday in Philadelphia one year in the playoffs. And they were just there just, what, two years ago, I think. Because with the expansion of the playoffs, playoff droughts are not as long as they used to be. I think the Tigers have the longest drought right now. That's eight years. I the Seattle breaking their 20-year drought last year. I'm I'm with you, Trevor. Whereas, like, Cincinnati fans, go be obnoxious. You've done it, but um, I understand that, like, part of be, being amongst them. I'm a Kentucky fan living in the city of Louisville. You get a little bit more irked by their stuff more so than others. But um, you know, live, live it up, red legs. Outside of Louisville, what's the most? What fan base annoys you more than anybody? No, Tennessee annoys me more than Louisville. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah Tennessee fans—they're the scum of the earth. Yeah. And I really, I really wish that they played Louisville regularly. Like one of my everlasting Louisville basketball. Like you, you think of we we a good radio fodder topic is who's the one, uh, you know. Player that you didn't mind from the other team, right? Yeah. Well, if you were doing games, my most memorable Louisville basketball game was the Reese Gaines team. I guess that was Patino's first team that came back and beat Tennessee down. There. What were they, down 10? Down 11 with, with uh, a minute to go. Something like that, yeah. Oh, man. And that was even – that that was like when I first started yeah, learning to hate Tennessee. You know, I, I didn't know my grandfather, but he wouldn't allow Orange to be born in his house. Like – that that generation hated Tennessee. The rivalry in football was much closer. Um, in basketball, Tennessee was rather annoying, especially during the Ernie and Bernie show. They weren't good in the tournament or anything, but they could be good. They could be annoying. You really pull Ernie and Bernie from '77. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was my dad's heyday. Um, and then, Get but then in the two thousand, like Ron Slay introduced me to hating another SEC basketball team. Right, he had the headband, and then you get the Bruce Pearl teams. Having Louisville come back and, and win that game, that was an incredible that was an incredible game. And I need Louisville fans, I, I need I need them to play Tennessee more regularly so we can all fight them online because they're the worst. Uh, my, my, some of my family members, they got introduced to them at the Purdue Music City Bowl a few years back, and my dad tried to warn them, and they still weren't ready for how awful they were. They were booing the band at Purdue. I was at that, by the way, at UK, that U of L, I mean, that U of L Tennessee game, uh, so hammered drunk that I just, the next day I couldn't remember if that actually happened or not. If we actually came back and won. <laughs> I was just plastered well, during that. I had friends who they were going to leave and then, like, you know, ran back up the ramp. We, to, you know. we got tickets. Me and my buddy, his uh, my manager at Cardboard Heroes, his wife worked for Papa John's. Oh, you were in the suite? And so he, she and he had, and she had won, like, these sweet tickets. And he's not a basketball. He's actually a, he's a huge Bengals guy, ironically, and a big hockey guy. And she could care less about sports. I think they just had, I think they had like a little one year old. And they were like, you know what? We got a babysitter, but you know, screw to go in this game. We're gonna go out to dinner. And you're like, Trevor, you want these tickets? And I'm like, yeah. And uh, I mean, my buddy went. And turns out, a friend of ours, his girl, his girlfriend was working the beer stand right outside our suite. So then, on top of it, we got free beer. Uh, it was, oh. Yeah, we were hammered. I was drunk. Supposedly, I. I I just started yelling at Tom George during the game. Told him to stand up. He quit sitting down. Get up off your hands. Uh, it was a good, good time. Good time. You want know, an interesting fact about Ron Slaybell? You mentioned dropped his name. Yeah. Uh, he is one of a huge family of athletes. Same mother, all different fathers. He's uh, brothers with Rodney Carney, former Memphis basketball player. Okay. Bernardo Foster, former Louisville offensive Wait, tackle. Bernardo. Wait. And and also I think it's Sidney Foster's brother who played at Tennessee as well. As an offensive lineman. 
Renardo or Ramon? Ra- Ramon. Maybe it's Ramon and Renardo. Ramon Foster was the yeah. Wolf Office Renardo played at Tennessee then. Yeah. 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 They, um, all, they all have the same they all have the same mom but different fathers. I am and the mom I, I believe was like a track star. I met Ron Slay at SEC Media Days last year and he's uh he's in the media game now. Got a I think afternoon radio show. Did a little SEC network analysting. Nice. I mean he was a good sport when I um asked him how it felt or I, I think I thanked him for making me hate Tennessee. Who's the who was the kid that sang that team at the same time that went to UK or went to Tennessee that was from Hopkins Hodgenville? It wasn't Hodgenville, it was Maysville. Chris Lofton. No, no, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the Victor kid. Vic- uh, no, you're thinking of uh, Scotty they, Hobson. That was a no, much I'm thinking, even earlier than that. He was on the Ron Slay team. Oh, well, I, I ain't got nothing for you there. He uh, Might have to go he, play, he played with Lamont Barnes, who ended up going to um, uh, end up going to Temple. If I remember. See, right. folks, the one thing that you all are warning on the Mike Rutherford show because I had the Trevor Kelsey experience <laughs> for a couple years before he made the move. Playing the name game with Trevor Kelsey, that's that's the most fun. Going back, dipping your toe into late 90s, early 2000s players. Isaiah Victor. <laughs> See? He was on the, he was on the, he was, he was a, he was a senior when Slay was a sophomore and Vincent Yarbrough was a junior who was from Tennessee. And you eventually got there. And Texer would like to know that Renato, Renato Foster all absolutely was off and tackle at Louisville, so. Ramon must have played at Tennessee. Ramon was the one that played much longer with the Steelers. Okay, I, I knew there was. And I knew it was two. I knew one played at U of L, one yeah. played at Tennessee, and then, um, and then yeah, and then because Renard and Renard, hell, Renard coached at the sales. Yeah, and then yeah. half and the half brother Slay played at Tennessee. Other half brother Carney played at uh, Memphis. And also, every time I hear the name Renardo, I think of Jarvis Renardo of Mississippi State fame. Uh, you talking uh, about the, the, the shot blocker? Player. Yeah, yeah. The back, back during the Rick Stansberry days. This is like the, the heyday. This, this, this is the team of the day show. We're doing the, the six the degrees of Kevin rabbit. Bacon. Oh, yeah. let's, just, let's just go <laughs> see how far this will take us. Um, it all started I think, with Kentucky and Tennessee. and <laughs> just hating. Everybody hate Tennessee. We all need to hate Tennessee. Texas says, what about Renardo Sidney from Mississippi State? I forgot. That was the fat guy, right? See, he, he wasn't. He, yeah. Well, he wasn't like. He he wasn't tractor trailer fat, but he was like pretty. He was close, yeah, and he was the one that got a fight in the stands while like during one of those uh, Battle for Atlantis tournaments. I was was, the team was in in the stands, and they, uh, yeah, they, (laughs) and they just were watching the game in between. He got in a fight with his own teammate. I vaguely remember that Mississippi State because Mississippi State was a little. uh, And I I always got to mix up because Renardo Sidney and Jarvis Renardo played like within three or four years of one another, so I would kind of. Get a little dyslexic. Get them a little mixed up. Um, let's let's get reset then, Trevor. Let's take our top of the hour break here on the Mike Rutherford Show. We come back. I want to talk some U of L football. Bernardo Sydney in 2016 was picked number one overall by the Compton Airman of the oh. California Basketball Association. Oh. <laughs> California. I'm kind of curious who went number two. <laughs> let's talk some Louisville football on the other side, Trevor. Though okay. we're going to do that. He's Trevor Kelsey. I'm Nick Roush. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on Big X Sports Radio.
See you, Trevor. <laughs> you don't want to sing for the, for the folks, listener? Uh, well, I'm just singing for you. I, 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 I can sing the chorus. Yeah, blue and black. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Mr. Music. I don't know Blue and Black. I was trying to remember his name, but I can't. It's a three-name person. It is. Sing it. Blue on black. He is on the river. Push in the shove. But don't take much. I'm trying to think of Kitty Wayne Shepherd. Kitty Wayne Shepherd. There we go. He's Kitty Wayne Shepherd. I'm Nick Rouse. That's Trevor Kelsey. Hanging out with you on the Mike Rutherford Show today from 3 to 6. And the Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM. 1450 AM. Nick, I'm glad you're here because I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to pick your brain and steal your thoughts and use you to maybe make me feel better about myself in some of my old Rutherford debates. Oh, you're trying to find somebody to join the Kelsey Coalition when it comes to uh, debating here on the Mike Rutherford show. It does, and then while I like the name Kelsey Coalition, it does sound like something very evil. Well, it Trevor, like, I mean... We, we lost all our life savings because they rated our 401k those damn Kelsey Coalition. <laughs> they think Bernie Madoff would run. Yeah, Kelsey <laughs> Coalition, kind of, yeah. Uh, cool name, but it does, uh, it does scare me a little bit. Uh, two things. One, I want to bring up something we actually were just talking about a second ago, but before I do that, and it segues into it, into the fatherhood okay. thing I want to yep. bring up about. Yep. Um, this was a very heated discussion we had last week. And since then, I think he has come around and admitted to being wrong. But it, it, it floored me when he told me this. Do you feel that Rudy's dad was a major big D? No, Rudy's dad was just a man of his time. He was a good father, correct? He was just a man of his time. Now, uh, maybe in uh, through today's lens, he'd be considered uh, uh, too hard. On his sons. What, not propping him up enough? Not telling him he can be great, even though he probably wouldn't be? You know, he had just been beaten down by life, too, and he didn't want his son to get beaten down by life, so he was just preparing him for the real world. I mean, Grandpa was a bad dad. I mean, he's the one that just ditched everybody after he bought the farm and it went under. He bounced and left all the kids to grow up on their own. That's a bad dad. Rudy's dad, A-plus dad to me. A-plus dad. A-plus dad. I don't know if I'd go A-plus. He's getting a world's greatest dad mug. I'd give him a solid B. No, he's getting down. He, he, gets, he gets a, a an A-plus. A-A-plus? An A-plus-plus. Because plus, plus. Plus. I probably, I tell you right now, if he had the option, he'd have been driving when you're about to drive, and this is what I found out to break. You are about to hit that level of fatherhood where you're kind of kissing the 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 the, the your individual car goodbye, correct? No. You told me this is the break. You are looking to get rid of the, your your mid-size that you've been driving, and you are going to the minivan well, path. So, I am not kissing my car goodbye, but I would I would drive the minivan full time if I was not regularly commuting to Lexington. This is going to be the wife's car, but. It's going to be a family vehicle that we drive quite a bit, and I'm very excited to get into the minivan life. I grew up in a minivan household. Um, <laughs> I had a minivan once. I uh, they're also uh, Trevor. It's MPV now that it's not a minivan. Like we, we're rebranding them, multi-person vehicle. What's MPV? That's that's how they're trying to brand it now to make it more appealing. Hanging out Jeff Mall behind the uh, the Starbucks. Looked up with this girl got MPV. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but the, a lot of, like, right now my wife's got a, 
the Jeep Cherokee. She was about three. Her, her hometown is in Ohio, about three and a half hours away, give or take. And so when we bring the boys and the dog, it's just there's not there's not enough room. You need more room. We need more room. And while the third row is doable, the sliding doors is just easier. And what am I going to do? Get an SUV only to be mad I didn't get the minivan three years from now? Like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead, upgrade the size. Now, the part that's difficult is then you get into, like, I think we at least have it narrowed down to what kind we want, but it's like. You should get a Kenyan Arrow. The, having the, uh, like, I don't want to get a new one because you're not supposed to buy new cars, right? That's what they always tell you. If, uh, value goes down as soon as you drive it off the lot. But there's no used cars right now. Like, I mean, there's some used cars. Like, at some of the fine dealerships at the Big X. But the the, the prices no. are a little bit more because uh, the they're so limited in quantity out there right now. So, it's just, um, it's something we're figuring out. It's one of our many seven projects that we're not getting to. Are you getting a minivan with the TV that pulls down from the, the roof? And That, I don't. I don't. Th- if we don't have to, we probably won't. We'd want to have something more basic. I've had two minivans in my life. I had an Astro van and I had a minivan. I guess is there a big? Is there really a big difference between an Astro van and a minivan? I mean, an Astro van is a minivan. Right? Is it just a name brand version? Yeah, Astro is like Ford. I want to say. Is that what it's okay? The, yeah. the, the Astro van. Well, it was a minier version than the. Ha- just getting the doors on both sides was huge in the technology. Okay, my, I wasn't uh, that far changing. along. Like my, yeah. my first one. Well, the first one I had, the driver's side door didn't, the passenger side door didn't even open up to begin with. So, I Did mean, the sliding door slide, though? No, you had to go into the like the actual back the part. Trunk? The trunk? You'd lift up the back and like climb <laughs> into the back, which didn't matter because there was only one seat in the back behind the two front seats anyway. The other ones were gone. Um, and the passenger, the, the heat and air didn't work. The, the no, had of one, course. Yeah. Had, had a tape player. The radio barely worked, so I had one tape, and then it got stuck in there, which I didn't mind because it was sublime tape. It's- Oh, but then I couldn't get it out when I left it in the parking lot of uh, Green Tree Mall. And never came back and got it. But yeah. that 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 was my first one. The second one I had was like the longer one. It was a little more nicer in terms of like this, the, the, the technology that it offered. Was it had said TV I was talking to you about? That yeah. Like, you know, and it was connected to a VCR that was in like between the passengers. Oh, the front seats, But it didn't work. So it was like this giant VCR like crammed in the middle. Like you couldn't even get it out of how big a VCR. You wanted to. Yeah. It was just like this giant big clunk of metal and being and an old technology just sitting there just pointlessly. Uh but that was that's the two finds. I was never a big minivan. I always wanted a van. Like, like a hippie like, van, like a Volkswagen no, van, like a, or just a big, like a big like van that like you fifteen could, passenger. Yes. Say, yeah. Yeah. I would. I mean, the, the bigger the better. Like my neighbor had one, and I was it was the I loved it when like his sister back like, hey, she was years older than us. We were I think in middle school, and she was already at Wagner, and she'd be like, ah, I'm, you know, you want I can drop you off on the way there. I'd just be like, one, she, I thought his sister was hot, and so that was cool. But two, uh, I just loved being in the, the van. Like it was just kind of cool to get in there, and you, you all this space. It's a big guy, you know. I didn't, I didn't have much space in, in other cars. Like I could, I can move from one side to the other. I, it's like being in a room. It was awesome. The um, the I'm best, a van guy. Uh, it was uh, the best van I ever traveled in. Grandpa George Richie's. He had, he had not only the TV that was sitting on top of the VCR. They had like these big cush bucket chairs, and then the kind of curtains that draped along the side. The, it was just loaded to the gills with VHS tapes. So, you had your pick of the litter. It was a great van. Um, 
I'm sure it guzzled up quite a bit of gas. We modernized. <laughs> Hopefully the Roushers will modernize soon. That's Van Talk. If you want to get in on Van Talk, Thorns Tech Slot. Stop by Thorns. Fill up your van with gas. Download the Refreshing Rewards app. I got 15 cents off waiting for me, Trevor. Nice. Because I'm downloading the Refreshing Rewards app. So you should do I that. use that. And you should text in the Thorns Tech Slot. What's your dream car? What do you mean? Like, dream? Yeah, like, you, you, like what car have you always wanted? Like, I've, I've always wanted a van, but it's not, like, my, my dream car. Like there was like there was a car like I then everything. Like, um, most kids like especially I mean I don't know, I want to say no we're not gender so, related but I mean the, um, most guys like there's a car you always thought is like the coolest thing you've ever seen you watch when, the kids especially. so probably the yellow Camaro from like Transformers like when that they had redone the Camaros Are you talking about the Shalabov version yes okay when they redid transform they redid Camaros basically for that movie and the Camaros before then kind of stunk they were really. That's not that old though. You were they're really sleek, but yeah, yeah, you know. But that was that was right around when I was uh, before I was driving, and I was like, that would be really cool. But I had a buddy in high school that had an old eighty-three Z twenty-eight that had T-tops, and riding in a car with T-tops is so cool. They're a pain in the butt; and they can easily break, take them in and out, and I'm a little too small for that. But um, I think that would be cool. And uh, just having a Wrangler, Jeep people are a little weird. But being able to ride around in a Wrangler, and this is getting me to the the coolest car. It's just an old school Bronco. I still don't understand. The old school Broncos rock. It's a truck convertible. I still don't get why Jeeps can take off their doors and no one else can. Yeah, I don't. It, it's cool though. I guess. I mean, I mean, I'd prefer doors, but I, I yeah, why? Why? I'm I not never I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't, just not, I don't get why. Like, what makes them special? Like, why can't I just take them off my Rav Four? And I told you, I've told the story before. Would you want to take them off your ass? No, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, I've I've always been paranoid. When I was a kid, I was my mom was taking like a sharp turn. I think she was this when she was driving her old Camry, which ended up becoming my Camry eventually. But and I was like, I used to like, I was like leaning on the passenger door, and I had my seatbelt on. But, like, I was in a patch door, and I guess, like, it wasn't closed all the way, and she took, like, sharp turn, and the door opened as we were turning. And, like, if I hadn't had my seatbelt on, I would have been, like, been out the door. So, like, no, I, I, I'm keeping doors on on my automobiles at all time and making sure they're shut. And even sometimes locked, even if I am driving through a sketchy neighborhood. <sighs> but, like, I remember the first time I saw Big Blue Drew with his, like, doors off, and I, like, felt bad. Like, I, wanna, I thought he, like, was poor. I was like, do you need money for doors? Did you have to sell them? We ain't got no, ain't got no doors here. I mean, which is crazy because he probably makes three times what I make, and is, is is a bank executive. But I mean, I'm like, just like, do you, do you need some help, Drew? Like, do you, what have you, do you, do you lost your door? door? Like, I see something like that. First thing I thought was he had to pawn them for like something. If like, you, did you had to pawn them for like your shoes for your daughter, what, what's that? Are you okay? If you want a good Twitter thread, go to Big Blue Drew's first oh, car thread. Awesome. He's got a he's got a thread of people sharing their first cars. Because first cars always got something with them. It does. And it's just a lot of fun taking a stroll through other people's memory. I'd never heard of an Eagle Talon until then. I still know. I'm, I'm bad with cars. The yeah. only car I can tell you. The logo I thought was a kid. I thought it was just a Thunderbird. But no, it was a car. I think it was a GM made a car that was called Eagle. And then they had the talent. The, my two favorite when I was a kid was one, the Porsche 911, which I'll never be able to fit in now as an adult. Uh, which also, by the way, Jack Har- I mean, not Jack. Uh, yeah, Harlow drives in the new white man can't jump because, yeah, he's really broke. And second uh, was was by far the the the, the uh, 65 Mustang convertible. Ooh. I've always wanted, and I can probably fit in that one now. 
But I've always wanted the, yeah, the, the 65. I always, I don't know why I thought it was the coolest car. My neighbor, they they would they bought like one or two of them when we were kids, and we would, they were fixing them up. And he also picks up a really cool Dodge Charger too back in Ooh. the day. But I like uh, the movie Green Torino. I like the car in that one. Yeah, the the, the Green Torino. Old Eastwood. Yeah. Big muscle cars. We're going, out of, that movie, we're going out of style. We're getting electric now, and we're getting minivans at the Roush House. And now we're going to get to the Thornton Sticks on 502-414-1450. Uh, racing lose midfielder Sav DeMello got the call up for the World Cup. Y'all talk about this already? No, we, we had not talked about it. Um, but yeah, kind of a big deal. Kind of awesome. I don't know much about racing Louisville, uh, admittedly, but... I do know that Louisville City, you need, to, you need to go to their games. You need to check them out. They're facing the Las Vegas Lights on Saturday, June 24th. Cool so two, name, right? Two days away. Grab some friends, family, head to the fan zone. Opening at 6.30 p.m. $2 beers before the match. That kicks off at 8 p.m. Tickets available at 502 Lose City or by visiting LooseCity.com slash tickets. I had some friends that were out at the game last night. They played um, 1FCK. One FCK, which was the... Uh, Is that a rapper? It was their first uh, game against an international competition. They played... Uh, they're from Bundesliga 2. Bundesliga 2. That's a rapper. No, Bundesliga is not a rapper. Uh, that's a car. Yeah, it is. It's a fancy, expensive car, right? With the push start? No. I don't... I don't you, you're thinking of Balenciaga. I think Balenciaga is like a... That's Italian. a country. No. No. Are you sure? I'm sure. But they have bagels and danishes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, we had not talked about that. Uh, but good, that's cool, awesome though. Her, yeah. Very cool. That's uh, more of a rat. That's not right. That's more of a Rutherford than more the, the and, soccer and a sports yeah. soccer. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't have other than that's cool. That's cool. Uh, I like watching the women's national team in the World Cup. Maybe the men's national team in the World Cup. Just, you know, very casual in the soccer scene. I can't tell you anything about strategy. Know the rules, though. And I uh, watched Ted Lasso. Did you like Ted Lasso season three? Eh, not great. I thought, the, actually, the last I, I thought the last like three episodes, I think, were maybe the best of the whole season. I like the one where they were. Like, I like the way it ended a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It had a fine, it had a fine finale, uh, and I liked the story arc. Where they had like the the total football story arc, there was like a two episode run there that I thought was kind of fun. It was like, oh, you mean the sports show is doing a sports thing? I'm like, okay, here we go, back to sports. That's well, kind of nice. I like seeing like Roy Kent evolve as a character and Jamie evolve as a character a little bit. But Roy, Roy, like seeing, Roy like, Kent like screaming Kent. whistle because he's allergic to metal is like the funniest. <laughs> whistle, whistle. <laughs> Who doesn't love Roy Kent though? He's a great, he's character a great character. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, CP3 is getting traded to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. Wow. I thought, wait a minute, does, did he get, I thought he, got, he was getting cut. Well, I, I guess they still could get something for him. So, yeah. Now, is he getting traded from... He's getting traded from Washington. The Wizards, yeah. yeah, the Wizards. The Wizards yeah, don't have Bradley to Beal trade yet. cut him and cost him money. They're just able to ship him to the Warriors for Jordan Poole. Who's just, I mean, is, how many times is he going to get traded before he just gets cut? I think the bigger thing here is, like, how much value went down in Jordan Poole stocks. Like, people were... He was in a commercial with Little Dickie on the Super Bowl. 
I mean, they were thinking very highly of that guy. I'm not as like the heir apparent, but he played well in the playoffs for a while, and then Andrew Wiggins kind of took over, and then they realized that, like, okay, both of these guys are kind of, uh, they're kind of the same player. Not the same player, but they're both that average, they can only be an average role player that goes off every once in a while. We can't build our team around them, and that's why the Warriors are sending Jordan Poole packing to give Chris Paul one last This is a interesting thing because, because I'm torn on this thinking about this. Like, okay, because well, I've been disagreed with a little bit, but I have been adamant about the fact that as good as KP is as an as a actual basketball player, he has no spine and has no leadership. And I'm starting to think hindsight and back, maybe we should give Rick Barnes a little bit of take away some of that slack. And maybe it wasn't as much he couldn't go farther than the second round with KP as maybe the KP can't go farther than the second round with anybody without somebody holding his hand. That being said, one person that was able to do that was Steph Curry. Is this another charity job of, of a great player who just chokes in clutch? Is Curry trying to see if he can do it, go two for two with now with Chris Paul? And if so, is this right the time to do it when Curry and Thompson kind of not what they were when they did it with KP? You mean KD? KD, yeah. Kevin Durant? KP. I, I Kenny Payne yeah, won I those games. Yeah. Um, sorry, sorry, KP, yeah. I've had... uh, the the part for me that just does uh, like, you know, Chris Paul's a guy with the ball in his hands a lot. Which, that's not a problem if you it, for, it, for Curry and Thompson. Right, they, they can be fine off ball. I don't necessarily know if Chris Paul is what it... That's the guy they needed to get back to where they want to be, right? Um... I don't know if uh, like Draymond Green declined his player option, so he might be gone. I mean, that doesn't matter. He's a, he's a, he's a scrub anyway. He's replaceable. I mean, but he's he, kind he, of hard soul their team. He'll, I, he'll learn when he goes somewhere else that he's been nothing but a poor man's Anthony Mason this entire time. The the It just – is Chris Paul good enough for the Warriors to – Get one more title out of this run. I don't. I don't know. Well, it's, it's don't not up to Chris so. Paul. It's, it's up to Thompson and Curry. Paul is just a role player in this situation, in this story. He, right, but they needed they needed a little more juice because Clay isn't what Clay and Steph aren't what they used to be. So they no, need a little Clay's bit more juice. Sure. Yeah. Um, and will this solve the problems? I don't know. But I, I like too that Bobby Regan in the last hour said, "Hey, this should be a big night for trades." Already a trade on the board. You know, the Pacers have three picks in the first round. Oh, so who they get? What, what's the missing piece for the Pacers? I'm getting rid of Miles Turner and a new, getting a new coach. Maybe not have a coach like Rick Carlisle who's coaching still like it's ten years ago when the game is nowhere near what that would is played that way anymore. I maybe, thought maybe, Miles maybe. Turner was long gone, but no, he's they're still they're still paying that bum. No, they still got him and uh, get the the guy from Iowa State and then the guy from Arizona State. Oh yeah, I can't guy. pronounce. Who, who I can't, could, who could I can't pronounce names. names anymore, so I just tell you where they went to school. Uh, <laughs> Iowa State is the Tyler Hindenburg or whatever. In in Halliburton. Yeah, whatever. That's close. No, to the Hindenburg was a Zeppelin. Yeah, well, that's what our season. You is. You know what? I'm glad I can still speak Trevor East. Uh, and then the other guy is the Benedict Arnold guy from Arizona. Uh, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. No, the Mathis dude, ben- yeah. Benedict Mathis. 
Matherin. Matherin, yeah. Ma- <laughs> Methadone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you, Trevor, this is a... Uh, we went 35 and 47. I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to remember your name or pronounce it properly if you went 37 games. We are approaching, like, th- there's a game show here. I don't know what it is, but it's... Who is Trevor talking about? <laughs> like, it's like some gibberish comes out, and you've got to figure out what word Trevor is saying. I'm, I'm I'm usually pretty close. And then we give you some context. We give you like a clue here and there. And they're like, oh. I mean, we're not talking about like Matt Allen over here or something or like Dave Smith. I mean, <laughs> I got Brandon Miller. I may I may I may screw up Victor Wimbledon a little bit, but I mean, still. Oh, wait till Jim says the T too in Wimbledon. <laughs> no, it's Wimbledon, right? Technically. Uh... <laughs> Uh, strawberries and cream. That's what they eat over at Wimbledon. I saw a commercial with strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper. I'm curious about that. I'm not. That sounds awful. Um, and you know what does not sound awful? A brief break. <laughs> From me? Yeah. <laughs> leaving? Go take a towel. What a dig and get... Does he have your dog on hostage to get you to come here and do this? Ah, oh, no. <laughs> We're having a good time here with the big guy. I promise some UFL football talk. We never got to it. We got to Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. I, I'm curious on where you stand. Because I'm, I'm going to... Because your uncle's about to lead the charge and in, 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 in the... Your glorious days of Kentucky football. I've, I've paid very close attention uh-huh. to... Jeff Brom over the years, for good reason. And so I'm going to tell Louisville fans... What you got to get ready for next year at LNN Stadium? Carter Stadium's gonna be rocking. Let's let's play football, baby. We're halfway home on the run. So I'm Nick Rouse. He's Trevor Kelsey. This is the Big X Sports Radio. company. When the morning comes, I'm right back where I started again. I'm trying to forget you was just a waste of time. Baby, come back. We are back. Any kind of fool can see. Karaoke Wednesday. It's on Thursday. Let's take a transformer. I guess that is all. That's the first thing that pops in my mind, weirdly enough. I'm Nick Roush with Trevor Kelsey, filling in here on the Mike Rutherford Show, 3-6. Every day here on the Big X. I did see uh, the call-up to Savannah DeMello. Oh, yeah? uh, Racing Louisville to the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. And the guy who's FaceTiming her looks like uh, Tim Tim Robinson from uh, I Think You Should Leave. I thought I was watching. I wait, think wait, you wait, should I don't know what that Tim. I know Tim Robbins is. He's the famous actor, Nukalouche, Rocky Poor Picture Show, yada yada. Tim Robinson. I think you should leave. You don't watch. I think you should leave. Skit show. Very. Funny. I don't know if you're like suggesting I leave or are you telling me. Like, That's the name of the show. I think you should leave. A lot of people watch it. It's very popular. I'm not familiar with it. I'm sure I, I watch it. TJ watches it. I'm sure. Uh, I've never heard TJ of it. TJ uh, or Mike does. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've never even heard of this show. 
It's on Netflix. It's very popular. Is they it? just released season three. Is it like a it's skit a skit show? show, and it's like they're like fifteen uh, or twenty minutes. They're very quick. Okay, it's a fun watch. Yeah, I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty I've, good stuff. I've you never, should check I've it out. I've never heard of this guy before in my life, though. Have you heard of a guy by the name of Jeff Brom? Yeah, Jeff Brom is a god. Oh, really? Yes. And he, if he asks you, you tell him that. Hey, uh, if someone asks you, and you if you're a god, you say yes. That's much to reference there for you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got that one, Trevor. Um, do you get that reference with my shirt that I'm wearing today? It's a bad radio, but... It's very plain. It looks like a Kentucky football shirt, but it actually no. It says it says Brom owns the state. No, it's uh, that's Ken- pretty cool. Where did you Kentucky All Stars? What year? Do you, do you see the year too? Two thousand four. Two thousand four. Who whose shirt could this have been? Your brother's. No, this is uh, Brian Brom. Hand me down from college, back in the did day. He play collegiate football. Ha- he did. He played collegiate football. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, an old Brian Brom hand me down. We were the. You your sister's shirt again? The no, I, <laughs> I I do have that somewhere. It does not fit anywhere. But we the the Roushes, we were big. We lived on Brom hand me downs there for a while. Um, so yeah, we're cousins. I've paid close attention to the Louisville football coaches for quite some time. So Trevor, I wanted to make sure that every Louisville fan is prepared for what they are about to experience this season because you think you know the Broms, but you you might not. Know him as well, initially. Because here's the thing. It's a little bit different. Um, I guess I guess Jeff's quarterback play is reflective in his coaching style. And that he's an aggressive gunslinger. I, I'm just curious, like, has, has the Roush, like, family, how, like, Christmas Christmas of the Roush has been, like, totally torn apart over the last, since, since, this, since Jeff came home in December? No, I mean, it's, it's, it's the same. I mean, like, was, East, was Easter, like, just a total disaster, eggs b- breaking yeah. everywhere? I mean, we're still, uh, you know, ball busting, for the lack of a better I term. Mean, was, uh, I mean, but it was always Roush Arena, a, like Rupp Arena. You know, we were the smart Kentucky fans, and then they were the idiot Cardinal fans, you know? That, those that don't know, the first time I ever met you was at a TV, we were doing a TV show, you were yeah. filling in for somebody. With, it was and with Greg. It was, Greg it was, was doing the Greg, show. Okay. And this, this is like not, not to be me. It's like when you had hair. Oh yeah, yeah. This is this was a long time ago. Probably twenty fourteen, give or 2015, take, maybe yeah. Like that. Yeah. And I just never forget one of the first things you ever said to me was like, "Rousherina, baby." And I'm like, "Who is this geek? Like, what, is, what is he talking about?" Yep. I'm like, I just, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm 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 related to the Brahms. Everybody's Jubel, but I live in Rousherina. Yeah. Like, what? Oh yeah! I was like, right, I'm gonna let the car get higher because I need to be. I'm not doing this show sober. <laughs> like, this is not, what have y'all sent me? And that's the Trevor Kelsey experience. <laughs> that's my first time meeting Roush. Um, but I have been following closely. Brother played with him at Western Kentucky, and uh, the thing is, is you know they're gonna score some points. But aside from. His last season at Western. Well, there's, there's a lot of seasons there at Western where they he were won the big, a big, big Ten last year. No, no, but I, from a, from just a volume standpoint, right? I think it will change in the ACC that you'll be able to more so on those defenses. But the biggest hurdle you have to overcome is winning the games you're supposed to. Because this fall, Louisville is going to upset a team they're not supposed to beat. 
And they're going to lose a game or two that they're not supposed to lose. So, Trevor, I, well, let's map out how this season's going to go. Oh, you were playing this. You have no idea. I know you've probably done this multiple times. I know, but first of all, here's the thing. I know you don't get to listen to the Rupture show as much because you got two kids. You got, I mean. Uh, this is usually uh, dad time. Yeah, you got two boys. Yeah. And, and and Duke's, Duke's what? Is he almost, he's like almost three or four now. How old is Duke now? Yeah, he's three. Yeah. He's three? Okay. He's, he, yeah. So, you know, he's running around. He's getting asking all, me what things mean all the time. Yeah, and, and and then Frank is crawling, I'm sure, at this point. Yeah, he's close to it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, it's it, it, it is it is a. It is a hectic household in the in the, in the Roush Arena, mm-hmm. uh, like Thunderdome in there. Yep. So I know you don't get a chance to listen to much, but I'm gonna pre warn you. You think I was like over Homer delighted like the year that we were about to play UK and then we you know getting be like sixty. We did the podcast from your house. Yep. Like that that is nothing compared to the mood I am going into this season. Okay. That that is that is that is hater aid. So basically, Bama um, wants Louisville is what you're saying. I say bring on Bam. I say bring on the SEC All Stars. Okay, you're, you're, that's so, what Louisville is. Now. Let's okay. keep that in mind before you ask me to go through the schedule. But let's do that. All right. So the the big thing that Louisville's dealing with this year to just is how to win. What we're going to do when we win the ACC? Well, it's just can can Jack Palmer stay on his feet? It's the same question that Kentucky's going to have um, because. Jeff's going to throw it on every day, on every day of the week. It might be a little bit different um, once now that you don't have Big Ten defenses. Like last year in that Penn State game, watching them just throw it every single down, even when they had a lead and needed to milk the clock because they couldn't run the ball against that Big Ten Penn State defense. It's going to be a little bit different, but not 100% in the ACC. So you're going to have to prepare yourself for that. But I do think opening it up at Georgia Tech, neutral site, Everybody, they're going to be up for that game, right? They're, everybody's going to be juiced up, ready to play. There's going to be some mistakes. You're going to get a lot of dumb penalties, and the, that's part of the Brom experience as well. There's some undisciplined play sprinkled in there. There's some idiot just like, how could you get called for that penalty right now sort of stuff. But, you know, you get through it. You, you it, It's overcome by fun trick plays. Uh, Georgia Tech, not a problem. Murray State at home. That's going to be like sixty-three to seven. That's when he's really going to turn up the. It's it's going to be fun. That's going to be like a celebration day with Brom, Trevor. I think you can agree with me there on that Thursday night. Everybody's going to be having fun at Don't Call Me Papa John's Cardinal Stadium, Indiana. I, call Papa John's. The Scoots won't make a bet in this game because he's scared. He wet his diaper when he heard that we were playing Indiana. Indiana should. I mean, you should beat Indiana. No, we will beat Indiana. Yeah, I, I, I. That that's one you should be able to take care of business. Boston College is at home, so you're four and zero. Keep going. This is a game that's potentially a you circle as a could lose. I don't know if it's should lose, but could lose at NC State, right? Could, won't. We're going top two. Notre Dame undefeated coming into the Cardinal Stadium. Notre Dame's top five. Louisville's. Top twenty-five. Game day comes to town. I don't know. Game day's not coming to town. Game day. We don't have Rick Pitino to put in a jersey to to flex. Probably won't come to town. Um, we actually broke this down. We looked at that week. I think it's that's also the that's the but, red but no, that's no, the Red River shootout too. We, we, so. Notre Dame is the the game that I mean, if that's the big upset to pull. This is going to be at home. People are going to be fired up, and I don't. I, 
the NC State, Fulham won a 5-0, either way. Fans are going to be fired up. The crowd's going to be alive. Cards are going to beat Notre Dame. And then, after that, things are going to come back down to earth. Because I will bet, I, I don't know what Pitt is bringing to the table. Can guarantee you that Louisville is losing at Pitt. That is going to be a sleepy crowd. Nobody's going to be at Don't Call Me Heinz Field. There's going to be 5,000 people there. And... That it's just going to put them to sleep. They're going to play at noon. It's going to be a gray sky. It's going to be an ACC Network kickoff. It's going to be the most boring game ever. They're not going to come ready to play. And Pitt is just going to – Narduzzi's just going to run it down their damn throat all day. They're not going to be ready for the physicality. That's a loss. Go ahead. Spank it on the bottom. That's a game you probably shouldn't lose that you're going to lose. And I wouldn't say you got to worry about Duke, but with Mike Elko's defense, like that could be another one. Sneaks up on you. You don't have a lot of sneaky road games that could, but that uh, or at home, I should say. But that that Duke game, I would be a little bit more worried about. Kind of how Virginia used to be in the early days of the ACC. Duke is gonna get the same Duke treatment that Malik gave him a couple years ago. Duke is getting smoked. Oh, so he's a. But which, by the way, how fraudulent was that game? They're like, well, Mark Jackson never did what Malik Cunningham did. I know. This is the most fraudulent performance ever. That Duke team was terrible. And it was Duke, a fun game to watch. Duke is going to come back down to earth this year. Like Teams that outperform expectations like they did and win. I mean, I think they had seven one-score games last year, and three of them they won. But they're, they're going to come back down to earth. But these few, these few defensive teams, like an injury or something, I'm not saying it's inevitable to the offensive line. But that physicality is going to wear on them to a thin group, right? Where you, you've got a bunch of transfers and it's how a, it's going to match. There are new faces on both the offensive and, and, and some on the defense as well. And there's some new faces at wide receiver. Uh, the running back situation is brought back. I think you will see your, your uncle slash cousin slash nephew slash brother uh, maybe doing a little more running the ball. We, I mean, I know the, 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 the joke or the, the stereotype is he doesn't run the ball, but I and mean, a thousand yard runner, I guess, since what maybe Western Austin, uh, Ace Wales, Ace Wales probably maybe. Central's finest. Uh, but he, I mean, he, when he first got to Purdue and he had a running back and 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 Knox, I mean, he they, I mean, I think he made had just under a thousand yards rushing that What's season. What's crazy is that Horvath is like he was catching touchdown passes in the NFL. He's a terrible running back, but he's a fullback now. And he's he's playing for the Rams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Purdue uh, number forty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Xander something. Z- Xander Horvath. He looks like Mike Allstart in twenty two. But also went to Purdue. Yeah. Uh, but so I mean, I, I, I get there's going to be some questions. Uh, that being said, I mean, where do you what what win total do you put for U of L this season? And as you break down this down, because because I have I might have a little bet for you. Oh. Okay. The last time we made a bet, and when it came to collegiate football, you had to buy me some berry cheesesteaks. Yeah, that's true. It was a dumb bet over how many Kentucky football players. Well, it wasn't technically your fault. Would get drafted. Freddie Mac and homerism really got you caught up in that way. Well, you know, he got me fired up, and Kentucky did end up having seven. I think so. But we set the line way too high. We I needed nine. Yeah, it was nine. I needed nine, so I was still a ways away. And then C.J. Conrad had a. Freaking heart condition show up at the combine, and that really he he was the one that would have got me close. But uh, and we had Josh Allen like tweet, tweeting at you about our bet. Just cause he can't, <laughs> I think I said I think I tagged you or something. You texted him, tweeted me back, and he got mad about it. <laughs> uh, 
Louisville was very because their schedule is so light. That win total was all over the place, and the over under I think is at seven probably. Uh, that that well, it, it went up, um, and that's why I'm looking it up right now on DraftKings, and they have them at over eight. And here's the thing: I'm going to count. I think Crystal Ball. Like it's probably safe to count at Miami as a loss. Counting Kentucky as a loss. They're going to lose one ACC game they shouldn't, so there's three. So, like, I feel like the ceiling is nine. And betting over, like, reaching the max ceiling at nine and betting the over, like, that's that's hard. That's hard for me to take. So, I'm going to bet the push or under. That's just, that just feels like the wise way to go about it. I'm trying to kind of work my way mentally through this because – um, when I do my win total bets, which I'm pretty good at, Trevor, uh, if I do, I'm usually batting about seven out of ten, three out of five. I'm 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 over five hundred on these. It's what got me into sports gambling. Um, but if if I can get a push, at worst, is what I think they're going to be. Because I feel like eight and four is the number for Louisville. I feel, I feel like that's what they're going to be this year. They're going to win a couple. They shouldn't. They're going to lose a couple. They should. Would you be confident enough to? Take a bet, Louisville's win total on my side versus UK win total for you. So you wait, 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 wait. So I'm you, telling you right now, I'll bet you. You're, you're betting that Louisville's going to win more games than Kentucky. Win as many or more games than Kentucky. Oh, that's fun. That's a fun one. Now, now, well, we can we can figure out maybe what well, what whichever we're betting what, what the 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 prizes are afterwards. But will you take this bet with me? So in this instance, if I think Louisville's going to be eight and four. I mean, really, this is just betting the Governor's Cup, right? Like, that's, I mean, that's come, probably what it's it going to come down, down to. to it. Because, and, and if this was uh, a summer in, I don't know, 2005, we would have just been spending this whole show talking about the Governor's Cup. But since the game's at the end of the year, it's a little bit different now. And the biggest, the biggest thing, really, I mean, f- the similarities in both teams, you have – uh, I, I have more confidence in Kentucky's quarterback. I don't think you have confidence at all, but that's why um, you haven't said yes right away. No, no, I'm Trevor. It's a three-hour radio show. Damn it, we're, we got to talk this out if we're gonna if we're gonna have uh, a whole other hour, hopefully. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know, uh, for Kentucky, the biggest hurdle they have to reaching that over to winning this bet is the back end of their schedule is very difficult. Yeah, including be losing to Louisville. Oh, suck it, Trevor. Um, so, to wrap things up, after uh, a big runway, Kentucky plays Tennessee at home after a bye week. They travel to Mississippi State, a place they haven't won since 2008. Wish that game was early in the year. The coaching change there. Mississippi State's very vulnerable. Uh, then Alabama's at home at South Carolina, where the Gamecocks have, are frisky. Very frisky. And then at Louisville. So your final five-week stretch there is uh, I'll chalk up Bama as a loss and then basically four toss-up games. That's asking a lot. The health of the team, um, you're putting a lot on it. Really, I think Kentucky and Louisville are both 8-4 and four teams, Trevor. And I think Kentucky is going to make Louisville an 8-4 and four team on that final week of the season. I think Louisville's going to be 8-3 and three going in. Kentucky will be 7-4, and four, and they'll need a win to kind of put their stamp on a solid season. So you're chickening out, not taking the bet. Because I'm betting for a push. I think they're both 8-4 teams. No. 
sad. Come on, man up. <laughs> you just, you just want to be an example for your boys. Show your wife that you're still a man just because you could drive in a minivan with, with Cheerios on your on your chest. Show them that you're, you still have them. Take the bet. I will bet uh, uh, some, some Cluckers Chicken Wings because they're a great sponsor of the Big X Sports Radio that the Cats win more games than the Cards this year. There, Trevor. You happy? Oh, DoorDash dinner. Okay. Are you, oh, you don't want to eat dinner with me? I didn't think you'd probably have a chance. You live all the way in the deep south end. Oh, my God. You act like yeah. I live in Timbuktu. You, you, you're, I'm a mile away from Churchill Downs. You're like, no. I'm right by Louisville's campus, I and know. it's a mile away. It's forever away. I mean, you're all the way down. Yeah, you're away. Says the Louisville fan who won't go to Don't Call Me Cardinal Stadium. You're all the way at, like, a different area code and everything. I mean, it's just it's just like another state. You know, that's the guy who drives over to another city. Yeah, yeah, to Jeffersonville. <laughs> a different area show, yeah. for radio. I mean, that's it. This is closer than driving all the way out there. <laughs> all right, Trevor, here's here's so another. A door, and so maybe I would do dinner with you, but if not. Okay, a DoorDash dinner. Okay. I'll DoorDash. No, here's the thing. I know I want DoorDash dinner for you. I'm buying dinner for you, Brooke, and the kids. Oh, wow. Really? So I'm getting the juice then. You're getting the juice. Okay, all right. It's a deal. Whoever wins but more games, the cats it, or the cards. But keep in mind, you have to buy just dinner for me, and that's probably about the same kind of, amount of money. <laughs> Dollar in the jar, Trevor. In self-deprecation jar. Mine might be more. <laughs> this jar's got dust it's on it. It's filling up. It's all it's dusty. filling up. We're, we're, Scoots is not being, being mean to himself. Man, I'm going to need the ACC to have a heck of a comeback here. <laughs> I need the ACC to show its teeth a little bit. Because and here's another I think um, fun conversation that we can have uh, at the uh, in hour number two or three. Plumlee Bro is in this. love of the draft, man. He's just texting nonstop drafts. Did the draft start? It's getting ready to. <laughs> Did it already begin? I think there's a fun conversation about who has the best wide receiver slash pass catchers among Ooh, the two teams. Now, like you could if you did a draft of the pass catchers how how does that unfold? Because it's not the strength of each team. Kentucky's defense is a little higher four. Um it's close. It's close for the Cats. And I think U of L, the guys they brought in, you could certainly say the same thing. Oh, the guys they brought in make my make my pants abnormally tight. I mean, they did. I mean, between between Coleman and Thrash. Oh gosh, the, did, you, did we have to go? Like you, you could say another metaphor. Um, the, they make me maybe not be able happy. To stand up. <sighs> make me make me make me like the grandpa on a road trip. I, I, if I do have any, sc- <laughs> really, all I've heard uh, about. Well, those Jamari Thrash is just the real deal. And like I'm, he's I'm, he's a ba- he's a bona fide badass. And I'm big on on the kid from George uh, from Jacksonville as well, or Jacksonville State, whatever. Which one? Is yes, who you, who you mentioned? Coleman, right. yeah. And then you've got Bruce coming back as well. You've got uh, the tight end that's a like a five star kid, the five star tight end out of I think Oregon is what it was. Yeah, but that that's that's going to take time. That, that's gonna, the cake's got to bake there. I like it's Jimmy right. Callaway as a recruit because he committed to Tennessee over Kentucky. Um, he's a little bit on the bigger side, and the hard part is going to be judging these guys. Like I, I don't know production wise how much Kentucky's if they're going to be able to throw it enough to rival them. I still would take Barry on Brown one one because of his speed. I mean, just and 
he's shown a lot at the SEC level, whereas Thrash is coming from Georgia Southern. Um, you got the guy coming from the FCS ranks, and I hate that I've forgot his name. Kevin Coleman. Yeah. Um, so like the proven production at that level is is there, and I also like yeah, I trust like I trust yards. Devin Leary more than I trust Jack Plummer, right? Plummer, at least I think Leary can add a little, a little bit better. Plummer's not exactly the most, the best athlete. When the pressure's after him, he sees he's a deer in headlights. So, yes, but I, I may agree with you. But I trust I trust Brom's offense over Liam Cohen's. Cohen's is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. The Ram fans. Do you do you good. want to compare stats from twenty twenty one, Trevor? Brom stats versus. Let's compare Brom stats because the Rams last year. So in twenty twenty one, they Purdue was pretty good, if I'm not mistaken. No, I don't think that, that was not their Big Ten. It was the year they beat Tennessee in the Music City Bowl, and Kentucky lost to him in a shootout. Yeah, they beat Tennessee in the, in the Music City Bowl with like third string walk ons, and everybody got kicked off the team. Or, no, that was not the case. Yeah, it was. No, they still had Hinden Hooker. You might still know where Wright is, by the way. Um, who? Milton Wright. Anybody ever found out where he was? He's in the supplemental draft. Is he really? He's going. To, they brought the supplemental draft, and he's like the one. Well, it's always available. It's available he, every year. Actually. He is the because the, the, they got rid of it for four or five years. I had wondered about it, but they got rid of it for four or five years, um, and now it's back. But if you look from um, an efficiency standpoint, so in twenty twenty one, Kentucky was not efficient at all. Five point two yards per play. <laughs> no wait, that was twenty twenty two. I was about to say this can't be right. Kentucky was much better than that. So in 2021, uh, so, the were. Cats were ranked 21, 6.4 yards per play. Purdue that year, that was with um, your uh, the David Bell and Co. 5.9 yards per play, not efficient at all. That was that was there. He's not Louisville though. Yeah. So you you had De- Cohen's offense. Has some times. It's got a little T to it, and they got. Um, I'm taking Devin Leary over Jack Palmer. So you also had you also had a legit NFL wide receiver on that team, and you saw how much that dropped off from where well, he left. In Kentucky, has some legit NFL wide receivers. Now those guys were freshmen last year, playing for an offense coordinator who wasn't good. Um, Bad craftsman only blames his tools. I I'm I'm fascinated by how the numbers will shake out though, because Cohen was a best. He was he was all about efficiency. Um, not necessarily volume, where Jeff is kind of the opposite. It's more volume and less about efficiency, and 60 kind of passes a game, right? And what's the defense going to be like for the Cards this year? That's, uh, I don't know. Last year, last year you got to admit, was like out of nowhere. That was weird. Last year was just a weird year in general because I don't, I never really hated Satterfield, but I wanted him gone. But I hated the defensive coordinator, and I'm glad he's gone. Well, and Brian Brown, he was like uh, Bruce Feldman would talk about down. how great Brian Brown was every year, and then they were terrible. And then last year it was just like sacks on sacks on tackles for loss on turnovers force. It was like what what is this? How is this happening? And it worked. What was the game that was like six turnovers force in the second half? Is that Syracuse? That that was just so. That was silly. That was the one we blew him out. Yeah, that was like uh, that one to three or something. I love too how downtrodden you sound about like one of the most fun and exciting Louisville football games in the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh yeah, that game. That's in the past. I'm not worried about that. I, I, I've never. I'm, I don't think. I can't remember the last time I was excited going into a, a Louisville football season. 
like, like maybe like I guess the the year we should have won the national title, played for the national title. The but that, that is what's unusual, though, Trevor. Is I mean, that the year before that we did fall up short and go up eight and four, the, the or nine and three, the year we lost. You have all this excitement, and yet typically past production dictates future performance, and there's no past performance in like your strength of your team last year was your defense, and I mean you got one guy back, right? When That's he, like a one significant contributor. I can't. On Ashton, Ashton, what's his name? Ashton. He's the big. He's your big returner. That's going to be the face of everything. Like when they do interviews, they talk to that guy. I forget your time. I'm bad with names anyway. Yeah, but like that. That's I'm why you're talking. You talking about for Louisville? Yeah. You talking about offense or defense? Defense. His name's Ashton. This is killing me. I'm on a Louisville show. I can't name names. Uh, but he's going to be. He's one of your team captains. I forget. Yeah, but he's your only guy back. You lost your edge rushers. You lost your playmakers. So that's why it's just such a such a fascinating dynamic. And all the while, like people like you, Trevor, are just like we're not going to pump the brakes on anything. Ashton uh, Jawadi, the defensive line. I don't know if he's the face of the defense, but okay. He's the guy that's going to be. Hey, he's going to go to lineman. Yeah. He's going to go to ACC Media Days. He yeah. He's he, he's going to speak. He's going to be. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he had decent. I mean, he was he was sack guy last year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's going to be in a lot of the stuff. I liked um, Devin Neal that you brought in from Baylor. Frederick Douglass kid. <laughs> Stephen Heron too is pretty good. Um, but there is sort of a. It's just so fascinating because only Colorado's taking more transfers in the world. Yeah, but they also got rid of most people too, right? So yeah, I, in our in our in our recruiting class, rated higher than theirs, our transfer class. Uh, according to on three, is it still on P, Trevor? Are you still you still dunking on? That's that's what's up on non three. I don't dunk on on three because honestly, I just don't recognize it as an entity in itself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just don't even care that it exists. Except when they rank Louisville's transfer portal class at number one? Uh, you think I would brag about that, but I still don't care. <laughs> I mean, what, what, kind, what, kind of, what kind of dope would work for them anyway? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> just some bum. Some I mean, bum. We talk about just the lowest of the low. It is. Uh, Trevor, your excitement, I appreciate it. I know Louisville oh, fans so are going to be excited. But to get back to Whoa. my original point is with all of this turnover, that's a reason to be excited, but as the season wears on and you get into the gauntlet of ACC play and the turnover start happening with Jake Palmer, uh, no, Jack Palmer, excuse me, come on, he's no Jake the Snake, Do we have a reality is going to hit it, because all of this – all of this change, and it, 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 it's not always ro- roses and sunshine. Well, I think it will be initially, and there's going to be riding a wave, but some of it's going to come back down to earth. It's going to be sunrises, strawberry and cheese, strawberry and cream, Dr. Pepper, and ice cream all uh, all, all put together. Ooh, strawberry and cream over Dr. Pepper, pour over ice cream. That would be tasty. Did you know that was Cal's? He, that, he liked pouring champagne over ice cream as a dessert. That's interesting. Yeah. I always I like to put I like to I don't like champagne. I like to make my own orange uh, orange ice cream and pour like orange sunkissed on vanilla ice cream and mix it up. Oh, so your own sherbet, homemade sherbet. Make like homemade sherbet, yeah. You don't have to make homemade sherbet. Is that, at is that like a poor man's sherbet? It's like when you get that. What you, like you just get you can get ice cream cones at Thornton's. Do you know that? <laughs> yes, I know that. That's pretty great. Get, We're gonna get to the Thornton's get text line. There? I've been wanting to push up lately. Uh, oh, like a Flintstones? Yes. Yes. I oh, brought them up the other day for Rutherford. Do they still and, have them? I think so. But here's the problem. See, when it comes to like frozen stuff, I I don't get to try it as much because I do a lot of my shopping online. Even like <laughs> gross. 
Like I order, when I say grocery shopping, like calling, like doing DoorDash to Kroger's, I just order through Amazon. You get anything through Amazon. I mean, and I don't have to like put in my card number. I'm just sitting on the toilet. I mean, but Trevor, just go into the gas station and look in the little sliding door thing to see if they got it. Does the ice cream truck come to your neighborhood? You can just walk outside, and stop the ice cream truck. Never met me. I mean, first of all, the ice cream truck won't come down my street for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Huge weird. mistake. Yeah, he like, says I'm, the guy who wants Trevor I'm, wants to buy a van, and he's I'm, wondering why the ice cream truck won't come down the street. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this this D bags kid through college if he came down my road. But no, <laughs> he's too good. I mean, they like purposely drive. I, I'll hear the the the, the Cincinnati song. Uh, I hear it and I get all excited, and he'll just drive by like my street and not turn left or right. He does it nonstop, and it's like, just what are you? Like, no, <laughs> come back down here. The restraining order's been lifted. Oh, Trevor, Trevor, Trevor. I hate it. Do you get? Do you get to? You get to ice cream at your neighborhood. Uh, no, you but you just go to the park. Though. Yeah, I, I live in kind of a weird spot, but if you just, you just go to Airquay Park. Ice cream truck's always hanging out there. Best ice cream truck snack quick. Yeah, but I don't need weed. Break. I want ice cream. <laughs> that's, that's the stereotype from the, what was the show? Shameless. Yeah. They would I do that. They would sell drugs out of the ice cream truck. Exactly. Best ice cream truck snack, though. It's... Is it the push-up? Is it the Flintstone push-up? <laughs> the Tide Stick. Uh, Those were great. <laughs> tide Stick's actually with weed. <laughs> it's, it's a we, we don't need to do the drug uh, references. The best ice cream truck snack. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, you Give me a second. I, what, how do you think I get to the ice cream truck is through the weed stuff. See, um, we um, we did push-pop push or the, the thing that has the, um, the bubblegum eyes. Yes, like the Hulk. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that was, was great. The, oh, the baseball mitt. Yes, had the, yes. Had the bubble the baseball, the baseball in the middle. Yeah, those were good. But ones. the real, I'm just if if I have the chance to have a drumstick, drumsticks are undefeated. Yeah, drumsticks are good. But I don't know if that's, and I actually have got I have stopped and picked up some of those at gas stations here and there. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, drumsticks are solid. And even the generic ones might be better because the 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 Nestle one cracking in, you can crack a tooth sometimes on that harder outside shell. Yeah, you're yeah. speaking of the choir on that one. Yeah. Uh but um, I, I recently did pick up some mini drumsticks. Oh, mini! They were like because I mean, the cone is the best part. Yeah, of the drumstick. It's, it, and it's, it's yeah, it's um, that's pretty much what it is. It's a cone, a little scoop of chocolate on the top. Yeah, I mean, I just it's, the chocolate at the bottom. It's of the all, cone it's is all, the best. It's all mouth in one in, in one in all in one bite. <laughs> like I put it all in one. Send in your favorite ice cream truck snack in the Thornton text line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Let's about, take a break. Yeah, because I got another question for you that. We're going to stay on the food summer topic here for a second. Okay, we'll do summer foods. We'll do your text, getting you ready for the NBA draft tonight. Summer radio, summer show. Hope you enjoyed the Louisville football talk. Trevor, I'm going to, you're just going to have to buy me a bunch of ice cream. I think that's what's going to happen when I win my bet when the Cats win more games than the Cards. Some care, some don't. (laughs) Suck it, Trevor. He's Trevor Kelsey. I'm Nick Rouse. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X Sports Radio. Baby, come back. He's singing to the ice cream man.
But now at Genesis Diamonds, you can get zero interest on any purchase. Five years, zero interest financing with nothing down. Beautiful eternity bands, one carat diamond stud earrings, and more. Starting at only $50 a month. At Genesis, we are always looking for ways to do more for our amazing customers. So don't miss this. Five years, zero interest financing. Imagine that $6,000 designer ring is just $100 a month. We'll even finance the sales tax. Now through July 1st only. And only at Genesis Diamonds. Shelbyville Road Plaza. Approved credit. See store for details. Governor Holcomb, I love how high school sports teach the importance of the journey. I couldn't agree more, Commissioner Neidig. Before any measure of success is achieved, like making a winning play or earning a state championship, student-athletes go on an essential journey that humbles and teaches them every step of the way. The lessons learned along the journey of high school sports are about so much more than just the game. Student-athletes learn how to persevere through adversity, never give up, and to get better every day. This second classroom teaches the skills, behaviors, and attitudes student-athletes need to be successful on the playing field and in life. There's no better training ground for today's teens on their way to becoming tomorrow's leaders. Support the vital work at home. All the way to 6 p.m. here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM with the big guy, Trevor Kelsey, in the producer's studio. I don't like not coming into that music. It just I, I feel like naked. And, I, and nudity's not like a problem I'm like ashamed of. I should be, but I'm not. But like I just I don't I don't know. I feel weird like not coming with that music. It's just, like I don't I don't like I it. just feel like I want to eat some ice cream. Because we well, are talking ice cream. I can't eat too much ice cream anymore because it like makes if I have too much dairy, I, I, I We don't we, we you, I get you, that's all that's all you need to say. But I just I get in You know, we don't need to get into details, you just say too much lactose, bad. Yeah, it's that, not it's, it's not bad. It's most they're more, they're loud but they're not really smelly. So uh but the problem is is that I'm not used to it. Like this this just like This is a new development. Yeah, and I don't like it. I don't like it at all, Clark. I uh I remember when they they did the the change uh, a few years back. They said, Choco Tacos, we're done. We're getting rid of them. And then the world like panicked. They were like, we can't get rid of Choco Tacos. They're so great. Uh, and everybody started buying them. And then they were like, you know what? Everybody's buying them now, so we're not getting rid of them. It was a great marketing ploy to drive up numbers and sales. But Choco Tacos, they're not very good. They were getting rid of them for a reason, Trevor. I'm pushing back on that Choco Taco love because... It was always it was always like a rubbery well, like the cone wasn't crunchy like the drumstick. It was just kind of rubbery. That's what I was gonna ask you. Isn't it just pretty much like a, a drumstick ripoff? Yeah, it's a drumstick but a in taco form. And yes. Yeah, and I've never had it. I've, I've had many a drumsticks. I've had more drumsticks than Nick Cannon. But I, I didn't uh I I didn't I've never had a choco taco. You, you know what, buddy? You're 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 fine sticking with the bubblegum ice cream or the drumsticks. You're not missing anything with the choco taco. What about the what about the the, the patriotic the, the the bomb pop? The bomb pop, yeah, yeah, it's a waste. Red, red, white, and blue. I need I need ice cream. You, Actual, you ice gotta cream. have an ice cream in here. So uh, yeah, where do you stand on ice cream sandwiches? Oh, very high on ice cream sandwiches, and I like now too, yeah, too. that they've made. Have you seen the kind of? They're almost like Klondike bar shaped. Where they're like squares instead of the rectangle, I feel like they hold together a little bit better. I, I don't think I've, I can't remember the last time I had a Klondike, but I think but the, they have ice cream bars in that square shape. Okay, now. it's they just like the, I think the geometry really helps hold the ice cream in a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, big ice cream sandwich guy. So a couple months ago, like I don't know why I came up on the show. Um, I think it's because Mike was taking uh, Virginia and and. And uh, John to the uh, Museum of Science. 
You ever take the boys there to the, the museum? Science uh, Center? Science Center? Yeah. Center, yeah. Museum of Science Center. Yeah. Wait, Museum is it not called the Museum of Science? No, it's just, just the Science Center. Is, is it a museum? It's it's like, a, I mean, they call it a museum. It's, okay, but okay. It, it's but yeah, a museum. They call okay. it a children's Do museum. Do they have yeah. science in it? Yes. So <laughs> It's a museum of science. <laughs> I, the Academy of Sciences. I mean, that's, it might not be its official name. The damn it, damn it, if it doesn't. It's a nice place, though. It I think it's there quite a bit. Kentucky Science Center. Okay, so, and I haven't been there forever. And, and just, I'm mentioning, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe I'm alone in this. I don't, I wasn't because he was kind of right there in the same mindset as me. But, like, as a kid, like, there, there are, like, attractions in, the, in there that, that stick out. IMAX was being one of them at the top, up, up on the upper floors. But when you think of, like, the Science Museum as a kid, like, what, what was there any particular thing that comes to mind? They had a. Uh, they called it Kids Biz, and it was basically a giant jungle gym type nice. area. Uh, it was made for the younger, you know, five to seven or whatever. But they had that, and it was right next to the water table setup, where it has like you, you basically you a giant water table, but like they also like you could shoot a ball up really high, and it would go down this conveyor. There's a lot. Of, it's, it's cool. They still have that water table area. I was, I was and the exhibits are cool. Like, I, I mean, the dinosaur stuff. But my mind I'm always kind of when I think of the science museum as a kid on on the field trip because it's every kid in elementary school goes there on a field trip, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just do that, and you see usually a play at the the performing Baby arts playhouse yeah. or something. Yeah. Well, performing arts. I remember I saw we saw uh, Anne Frank there. Weird thing to show a fourth grader, but anyway, uh, I, my mind always went to like the, the 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 on the on the way out. You go to the the the, the gift shop. You get astronaut ice cream. That was what I thought of when I always thought of this, the Museum of Science. I thought of astronaut ice cream. What is astronaut ice cream? What is that? Is that like the frozen dry, dots? No, it's like freeze dried ice cream. You never had astronaut ice cream. Buddy, we 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 had science center passes. We were packing lunches. You got a family for you. Ain't buying anything there. Oh man, you buy anything there unless it's a band aid because you cut your face open. Maybe it's an East End thing. We, we live fancier, but yeah, if you get if you get you can get ice cream that the astronauts eat. Oh, and it's it's frozen ice cream and it was so good. It's time as a kid, like you remember, like like you're thinking like the strawberry was really good, chocolate was okay, and the vanilla nasty type thing. So this came up on, on Rutherford's show one day, and I got a wild hair up my rear and i was like i'm on amazon I'm like i'm gonna order some 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 ice cream and i did and i wish i'd known you never had it. i would have brought i've got a few more still at the house <sighs> i got ate one and i just I, I haven't eaten them since i bought like a pack of 10 and i gave some to mike and he he liked them but i ate the one and it was like yeah this is no. not not what you remembered not what i remembered kind of weird how that goes and, it's the, and the reason it came up my mind is because i guess when i when we were younger i thought you got them they came just like in like like a rice patty looking thing cuz it's really stale but now you can only get them the only way i can find them is in like sandwich uh, ice cream sandwich like versions and it comes with like the cookie on the outside mm -hmm. which is nasty and then the uh, mm -hmm. the actual ice cream in the middle but so you're certified to go to space because you ate astronaut ice cream. Am I getting that right? Oh, I've been to space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I've, been, I've been there many times. I love that. Someone, a buddy of mine texted me in her last night. He was in space when he texted me inside. And he was like, he's speaking with me. She goes, how can we get to space, but we can't get to the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> like, well. That's a very good question, maybe. I mean, we can, but it's very similar dangers. At least space is more wide open. Well, what you're going to run it's into down at the bottom name. of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, space. 
the same person was involved in a discussion we had with some buddies of mine, and this is what I wanted to ask you. Because this, I thought this was an easy question. And maybe I'm alone in this, in okay. this, this wacky, crazy world. And this is one of those things that like, I figured like, I, I would have thought like it was common knowledge. And the topic came up of cookies. And when I think of cookies, like, if I, Nick Roush, you can only pick one cookie you can have the rest of your life. And don't don't tell me Brooks cookies, even though they are good. No, no, but yeah, you can't pick a homemade cookie. Yeah, you can't obviously, pick a homemade. it's got to be some store production. Thank thing. you. Because when I when I say this answer, we've had this discussion on Kentucky Roll Call. I imagine. And I said an Oreo cookie, and TJ Walker was like, "I haven't had an Oreo in forever." I was like, "What are you talking about? What cookies do you eat?" He's like, "Well, when Hannah makes them, or when I," and I'm like, "No, no, no, that's different." Yeah, but TJ won't even eat fast food burger. He's he's we don't like like comparing a store bought cookie to a homemade. It's apples and oranges. But yeah, the answer is Oreo cookie. Thank you. I thought that was obvious. It's very it's very obvious because Chips Ahoy, while they're okay, they're just not. It's not up there. I, I, I'm amazed because that was the debate, and I'm I'm surprised you went there because I don't even know my mind would have been second chips away. My my second would probably be El Fudge. Uh, Those would, are great. I, I'm soft batch. I love the uh, the the yeah. The, the, well, they come in the red packaging only because they're uh, knockoff of what you know mom makes at home. Is that what maybe why? It's just because they're chewy. They're nice and delightful. I do like them soft. Yeah, maybe that's why. But uh, but Oreos. But Oreos just like the most uh, standard cookie out there, and um, the the. What's the best Oreo, though, Trevor? Well, to, I mean, th- that was my debate was Oreo is as easy, and it, it ended up being like we, we went like on this Facebook page we're on, we put a poll up, and the vote ended up being like five to five, six to six or something like that, like tied between that and Chips Ahoy. And I'm oh, like, that's shocking. My mind is blown at this. I'm like, I figured well, – and the other way, the to, Chips Ahoy's are dry and nasty, and I mean, there's there's a nice charm to a Chips Ahoy cookie, but here's I the guess. thing, Trevor. I can't, I can't replicate the Oreo cookie at my house. I but I can make a better chocolate chip cookie than Chips Ahoy can at my house. I mean, I, and that's that's where the Oreo really stands apart because it's just so different, it's so unique, and um, you can twist it and take it apart to, to eat it. It's I mean, fun. to to me, the only debate when it came to the Oreo was like Oreo versus double stuff Oreo. Double stuff. Is I mean, the I'm best. a huge hey, double stuff. You, uh, we tried the one that was like Mongo. Stuffed and oh, it was too much. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it's too much. It wasn't a good ratio. I can't imagine doing the thins. Uh, that thins would, are, thins that no. would be no fun. I so. think very underrated was, and I don't, I don't know if they still make them. I remember <laughs> I got in trouble with the kids. I left them on our space heater and they melted chocolate on our space heater. Was the chocolate covered Oreos? Oh, do they still make fun. those? They made I them. Don't know. It was like a, an Oreo cup, just basically engulfed in chocolate, and they came in white and and, and black chocolate or brown chocolate, whatever. And, um, uh, I mean, they were, I don't know if they make them still, because I know they make different Oreos now, but they were good. Trevor, you sent a text over on the Thorns text on that says, y'all in another station are playing over each yeah. other at 96-1. I think it's because the, the, because the, uh, Clear internet was out. Oh, yeah, when, when the internet, internet goes out, out. Yeah, it was, it's, it messes with the FM, and that's why, yeah. Mm, tough. And for some reason, when that happens, it, like, plays, like, the church channel. Tough. Tough sledding for us. Um. Tough for those people too who think chips are hoyer better than Oreos. I mean, that's just uh, no, right? Like, I mean, I just, I mean, I would have gone. I mean, only nut butter counts as a cookie, but I'd put that above chips ahoy. Eel fudge, very soft. Those are good. Like, right. yeah, I, I chips ahoy to me is like, like just, I don't know. It's been like the, the ghetto cookie. It seems cheap. I mean, it's it's just like something you get like you. 
Like you, something you get like in your Lunchable, but not like the good Lunchable that had the, the rip-off Oreo. Like the bad Lunchable with the lemon cookie that you also get when you get locked up with your, you know, bologna sandwich. I mean, that's like, Chips Ahoy's are, like it's like, a, it's like sand compacted with a few chocolate chips in it. Trevor, we've got to get off the food talk because even just saying bologna sandwiches made me hungry. <laughs> and this is this is like normally around dinner time. I offered you one of my so, plays. Um, <laughs> um, I, man, no, uh, that that is one thing I will say no to. I will say yes to the Thornton's text on though five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I mean, how do you pay? I, I mean, Oreo. Rudy's dad was a D, both as a person and as a no, letter. His his dad was a great father. Y'all hear DJ Wagner just donated more nil money to his high school than any Louisville player made last year? Oh. I mean. Tough sledding. Is the nil, is the nil bad at UofL? Many people are wondering. I thought, I thought nil was a problem at Kentucky. <laughs> Never. But maybe it was for a little bit. Trevor, if you watch any NBA, you would realize Draymond is not replaceable. He just only has value for the Warriors. I can agree with that. He's replaceable. He's easily replaceable. No, but he has... Uh, uh, there's um, there's an inherent value on him as a team guy, you know. Like he he galvanizes the rest of his crew. He's replaceable. <laughs> oh man, I like, I I like Draymond is the ultimate though guy you like having on your team. You you hate him when he's on the other team. That's how he works. Twitter's not happy with the Golden State Warriors right now. Oh, they're not. They're saying they're dumb for getting Chris Paul. Did they trade Wiseman. May did they have? did they dump him somewhere already last year? I mean, I know he was. Maybe, uh, I think they might have dumped Kaminga. Who knows? Yeah, they, I think that's uh, that's the, that's why they're trending it because Wiseman, Kaminga, and uh, and Grady are all trending. Oh, Kaminga next. That's what it is. Okay. Okay. Did Wiseman get traded? Is he is he not with? Kaminga? You're one, I think people on Twitter want them to be traded as uh, well, but that hasn't happened just and yet. For the record, he was. He's plays for Detroit Pistons now. Hmm. Which no one would have recognized because the Pistons won like 14 games. Yeah, they were really bad. And uh, they were coached by. Oh, that's, that's right. I knew that. And he got fired and they uh, spent a lot of money. A lot of money to bring in uh, the guy from the Suns, uh, Monty Williams. Yeah, they actually did. So they took him number two in the draft and traded him to the Pistons for the guy. The same the guy, the Pistons in the same draft took it like 17. <laughs> if, I, if I remember reading that, I'm, I think I remember this now. Looking this up earlier, it was like uh, when it happened. How does Trevor mention Tim Robbins and not say Shawshank? Oh, I should be should be beaten with a bag of oranges for that one. Can I say that, um, too, uh, before that's... we go to break, that I love your list of movies that Mike needs to watch? Oh, I, I have it written down. Yeah. it's a good, And, and you know what? There, there's a couple on there that, like, I don't have. Like, some of the bad movies that he thinks are bad on the surface are worth watching. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, like some people like refuse. Like, well, that was led to hold the shallow how argument. Yeah, and he it was just because he was point blankly like refused to watch it, and like he hates that's stubbornness. Horror. It just you, sometimes you need to watch a good bad comedy from two thousands. Last night watched uh, Shanghai Nights for the first time in a long time. The 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 poor uh, the, the rip off of, of Rush Hour, the the Western Rush, Rush Hour. No, rip-off. this wasn't Western. This was uh, they were in London, but it was Jackie Chan, Owen Wilson, um, and yeah, just. 2000s humor that wasn't always great, but like they had some funny references there. Wait a minute, wasn't Shanghai Nights the one where they're they're in the old west? That was Shanghai Noon. They, they had two oh, of them. Oh, the they made a they sequel. Had two of them. They made a sequel, and I knew the I sequel, they made a sequel better than I knew Shanghai Noon. 
Um, Someone like, funded that. There's there's <laughs> physical comedy with the the fight scenes with Jackie Chan. Um, Owen Wilson he has his quips. Um, and you know it's 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 it's, it's not great, but it's not the worst, and it's just it's a delightful early two thousands comedy. <laughs> the Jackie Chan. It's the it's the same movie as Rush Hour, except it's the one with the white dude, not the black guy. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Yeah, and this one, Jackie Chan's more of the star. I feel like Chris Tucker is. Well, yeah, actually, no. They, these, these, uh, who am I kidding? These movies are the exact same, except it's, except with Owen Wilson, it feels a lot more slapsticky. Like I Jackie Chan, it, yeah. Yeah. really gets goes over the top with his comedy in their fights. Yeah, scenes. Tucker's more more dialogue than than than. But my overall type dialogue, but still dialogue is I I. I I enjoy those early 2000s comedies that Mike is so quick to just... It's not clever enough for him. Well, I don't know if the the uh, Shanghai Noon sequel would be the, the horse I'd want to use as an example in this one, but uh, I get I agree with you, despite despite your... Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're good fun. They're brainless, brainless humor. Like, I watched Vacation again last night for the first time in forever. The original? No, the, just the reboot. The reboot? Yeah. Which it's okay still. It's it's fine for a reboot. Yeah, it's not not great, but it would be better if I think they didn't try too hard to go over the top with some stuff. Yeah, and that's, that's like, that happens. That's yeah. comedy. You you gotta try. You gotta take swings. You gotta miss sometimes. We're gonna take one more swing. Take our final break. Then bring you home. And when we come back, I gotta tell you, I gotta read some quotes from the saddest commitment story I've ever seen from a college football recruit. I'm Nick Rash. He's Trevor Kelsey. This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X Sports Radio. Tight pants, points, hollering out. She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes. And points all her own, sudden way up high. Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Way up firm and high. Song of the M7. I'm just asking the girls when the woods got it. Big crash, filling in here on the Mike Rutherford Show with Trent Kelsey. You ever get busy in the backseat of a car? Working on mysteries without no any clues. <laughs> Wrapping up the show, sending you home on a Thursday. 502-414-1450 is the number if you want to get in on the Thornton's text line. Download the refreshing rewards app today. <laughs> if you hadn't, you wouldn't be going for a minivan now. <laughs> Texture on there says, Scoots is definitely that guy that legitimately cusses a storm and gets super ticked for some slow, mediocre driving. Just relax, pal. Not all that serious. Okay, that was for the other show. Uh, I don't, I guess. I yeah, just... it's okay. Woj is fully behind us on Brandon Miller, TJ. Let's go. Um, Wait a minute. I mean, are you a big, I'm, I, are you not a road rage guy, are you? Not really, no. Like, because I am, but I'm like, I'm the road rage I've told this before. Like, I, I'm, I keep it to myself. Like I I I roll up the window because I mean in the past I used to like honk horn flick people off yell as I'm driving by, but today like people are crazy like I mean they're like you know who who, who, who the guys like somebody's gonna follow you and shoot you, stab you or go after you on Twitter or something I don't know so like so like now like I get angry and I get bad road rage but I just I roll my windows I'm like you know Michael Bolton in in, in Office Space we listen to rap music like I roll the windows up. And I just like I just yell and scream inside my car, and I don't like I don't make it. It's like if people are like if I'm getting road rage and someone like sees me, like they're just saying like <laughs> doing all these weird faces, just because I'm just getting so pissed. Yet I'm not like I don't want them to know I'm pissed. You're just keeping it all in. I am probably not a good thing. Maybe uh, it might be. And but- also, I'm a big advocate of having to redo your driving test at a certain age. You wouldn't pass. 
Oh, I'm passing a heartbeat. I aced my driving test. Well, I got 98, but no, no, Love the guest says, come on, Trevor. The south end is not far. That's very far. <laughs> it's on a whole different moon. You're not even, like, you're like a mile off the water. I don't know what it is. I've never been a fan. I'll go, I, I, I used to I'd hang out in the west end. i hang out in the east end. I just never was never one to go hang out in the south. I don't know. Like, you're the only reason I've ever been to the south end in the last, like, two years probably. Oh, well. God, we can get you out there. They have Barry's Mood, Barry's Mood Valley Station. Go out to Way Out Valley Station. I mean, it's, and we never get to hang out. This is the first time we've hung out, I think, since I pulled third wheel on your date with uh, Brooke at the movie Once Upon a Time for Hollywood. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good it was movie. A, it was a little long, but a little, a little too long, but pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. You didn't seem as mad for me showing up randomly for that as, as Nick, uh, TJ did when I, when I <laughs> hit, the, hit the third wheel on him and Hannah's date for Joker. He was like, you're really here? I'm like, yeah, you invited me. He was like, I think you take it seriously. For Joker? Yeah, when we saw the Joker. Oh, well, yeah. He, I wouldn't be mad. That's a movie date. What do you? We sit there and watch the movie. Like it's not like there's anything special. I know, but he's like, like yeah, he got there. He was like, oh, I was just like, it's like in the movie and Sarah Silverman when you're like you invite him to join the table, you didn't think they'd say yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like popping in. I'm like, I'm here. See if he had, if Rutherford hasn't seen Saving Silverman, that has to be. He on loves the movie. Okay, good. Stories not so great. In the show. It's a great one. I'd have quit the show by now if he had, if he had not liked Sarah Silverman. Or not Sarah Silverman, uh, Saving Sarah Marshall. Wait, forgetting so Sarah Marshall or Saving Silverman? Both. Yeah, they're both great. Both are good, yeah. All-time great movies. Yeah. Mockaby had 968 rushing yards in Jeff's offense last year. Yeah. That was a surprise to me. Yeah, what are you going to do about that? Yeah. Did not think that guy was very good. Shocked that he rushed for that many yards. Yeah. Mockaby, punk. Huh? Jawar Jordan this year. You can mock a B this. And now Brandon Miller's at even odds to go second. Goodness gracious, I can't keep up. I mean, it's he's he's gonna go second, right? I just the back and forth with draft odds, it really is it all is about just rolling the, the, the dice. Is so it eight eight thirty, I mean? Eight o'clock probably. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Are you gonna watch it? Yeah, I'll have it on. You have it. <laughs> doesn't mean you're gonna be watching it. Maybe yeah, well, close enough. You just got done in the background because you got stuff to do tonight, don't you? Yeah, a little diaper party out in the South End, BA Colonial. Great place. Go to Colonial Gardens. South End. Oh, you love that place. Oh, yeah. It's That's great. the one that's the history of like Elvis and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember Elvis played there. Did, didn't For they, Zoo in the Louisville, Sennings Park. That, was that the place that they were going to tear down and you like went like to look We saved it. Yeah, yeah. We, I chained myself to it and yeah. we, we saved it. I thought I remember that sounded familiar. I've that's never been there. How we made it happen. That's all the way past too far out of my, my neck of the woods. I've never been to it, but. It's a great place. Great place. Right across the street from Miracle Amphitheater. Free plug. When I start seeing septic tanks and and and, and, and up and uh, above ground pools, I know I've gone one two one exit too far. Trevor, can I get a cowboy? All right. So, are you excited to have a pocket quarterback that presumably won't get hurt every time the Cards play a good team? Uh, yeah. I mean. I'm happy to have a like a depth of quarterback as well because a plumber. I'm not saying Plumber Willer will not be good, but if something was to happen to Plumber, there are actually guys behind him now that legitimately could maybe step in. I don't just mean who would you want to step in first? Who you probably want? Brady Allen? I would say that too. Uh, then are Louisville fans going to riot when Pierce Clarkson transfers? No, because by then it's the will over on. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, you, he's not going to be bringing like. I mean, come on, this him. is. I mean, I don't know. I was going to say this Kentucky, as a Kentucky fan, you you would know this better than anyone because I remember for the longest time, every time Kentucky would have a decent recruiting class, it'd only be because they had like three quarterbacks that were all highly ranked. 
and you never only can only ever play one of them. That's what it was. It was the three quarterbacks committed. But uh, in the class, I always remember, and Kentucky fans still, I guess, Mazakowski, Morgan Newton. Yeah, yeah, you know it, baby. Yeah. Oh man, me and they had two quarterbacks committed. That happens all the time. <laughs> Matt Jones was. I was doing radio with Matt at the time. He was just so excited about that that the class. I'm like, you get a good chance you might not see any of these kids ever play. Masikowski never once, I think, took a snap at Kentucky, did he? No, no. Uh, it, people it, forget, too, that Morgan Newton was uh, awful. missed a game because he was taking the LSAT. Was yeah. <laughs> There's other times he could have taken the LSAT, but nope, he's, had to do it during that game. Well, I think that's probably a good thing because he sucked. He's probably well, happy he was the backup at the time anyway. But. Who was he, who was he back? Was he backing up? Uh, uh, Maxwell Smith. Uh, yeah, man, he lost his job to Maxwell He Smith. ended up being okay. So he got hurt, <laughs> tore his knee up a bunch. Now an Eastern Kentucky coach. Coaching quarterbacks down there. Maxwell Smith. Trevor, punch this guy in the mouth. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, he's bigger than me a little bit. D-line is still stacked for UofL next year. Uh, Fez Tell, Jared Dawson, Jermaine Wally, to name a few. Addition to Gawati. Well, uh, the, oh, is the, is the Wally guy? He's the guy that transferred from Arizona State that like blew his knee out for the year. Did correct? you call him Wally? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, it is pronounced Lole. Yeah, I've, I've never heard it said, just I mean, only written. Yeah, uh, yeah, Lole. And if there's anyone's ever going to like talk you down to someone for mispronouncing a name, it's me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a Spider Man right. meme over here. Exactly. Uh, so let me jump down this high horse. I'm getting a nosebleed sitting on. Uh, I, I'm not. Lole played one game last year, and the only reason it stood out to me was because the way his pants were, it looked like he was wearing a diaper. Uh, he looked like he was wearing pregnancy. Great pants. observation. It looked yeah. like he was wearing. He looks like he's wearing the pregnancy pants that that that, that uh, Joey puts on when he tries to eat the whole uh, turkey and friends. Like that's what his jersey looked like. It just looked like it was up around his waist. It's uh, it looked goofy. Mm-hmm. And he only played the one game, and I was. I, I know there's a lot of hype to him to him, and a lot of the old fans are excited about him. I'm not saying you're going to be wrong. I'm just saying just let's let's pull it back a little bit. You're going to pump your brakes on the deal. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, uh, there's one kid. Fez Tell, though, is, is solid. Uh, a, a recruit from Cincinnati Princeton High School. If you know Cincinnati Princeton High School, Trevor, you've probably driven past it. It's on I-75 North, right next to the interstate. It's huge. It's enormous. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State just got drafted by the Cardinals. I know who that is. He went to Princeton High School. They produced some good football players. And Where one of them was Cincinnati, oh. I-75 North, right on your way. Um before you get to the the, the bypass, and the guys that, that the Ohio States don't want that, that played there with Paris Johnson is who you get, right? No, um, no. This time, Dorian Williams, he's a receiver. Uh, he camped at Kentucky, met him, interviewed him afterwards. Unique kid, receiver that has only played football for two years. The only reason he played football is because uh, they tried to get him out for a while, and his PE teacher bet him if I can hit a half court shot before you, you're going out for football. P teacher hit the half court shot before him. So he uh he, he missed. He checked out UK. I don't he, I don't think he was a take it all for UK, but he officially visited Vanderbilt over the weekend. Ooh. He decided to commit. He was a little apprehensive about Vandy before he visited, and then afterwards he talked to Robbie Weinstein from twenty four seven and said, you know, a lot of ex- external sources see Vandy for the pass and see them losing a lot, Williams told twenty four seven. I get that. I don't know what the future is going to be like, but after being with the coaches and the players, if I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose with this team, and I'm going to lose with this program. 
I wholeheartedly believe that this is somewhere I want to be. Winning, losing, anything, I want to do it with this team and this program. Talking about Vanderbilt or Kentucky? Vanderbilt. <laughs> you sack of you know what. It not the sad. I, I've, never, I've never seen, in 10 years of doing recruiting coverage, never seen any sort of quotes like that. Oh, wow. Not exactly rallying the troops like, if I'm going to lose, damn it, I'm going to lose with these guys. These, uh, this got, is my bunch respect, of losers. You got to respect the loyalty, right? I mean, he's, this is like the bad news that's bears. you don't see. Well, not, not cleaner version, but I mean, that's, I actually rewatched that the other day. Uh, like, wow, uh, this is PG rated. But the, I mean, I got, I, you know, I like, give respect to the because nowadays the way, people with the transfer port and everything. I mean, there is no staying with your brothers anymore. It's jumping ship right away. Grass is always greener. So I, I give respect to somebody who has, even if it is Vanderbilt, and I'm glad that he's also accepted the fact that if he's going to be a Vanderbilt, you are going to lose because they do suck. Hey, uh, another line from this. Lee helped seal the deal Sunday when he and Williams bonded over their mutual interest in poetry. <laughs> Once again, something you don't see often in college football recruiting, head coach and wide receiver recruit from – Powerhouse program bond over mutual yeah, interest I'm, in poetry. I'm, I'm too Rudy's dad era for to, 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 to <laughs> like that. I'm like, that's that's Whoa. that's that, that's. Uh, yeah, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, what, what, one thing that uh, <laughs> did sound like an actual. I think anything I can say, I can say on air. <laughs> recruitment uh, story was that um, they're doing some stadium expansion renovation out of Vanderbilt. It's no longer Memorial Stadium. They got a bank to sponsor it, so there's a little money there. They're renovating the end zones. He said, "There's cranes all everywhere. A lot of noise. That really showed me they're improving." <laughs> well, I mean, it's, they're, they're finally investing. Well, I mean, well, who knows? How does know if they do renovate the end zones? Like the team's ever going to get there? Oh, I will say <laughs> if if like they actually put some money into that stadium and made it have some amenities. Having a ten thousand seat stadium in Nashville, like that could be fun. I mean, you, you could get some good casuals to show up to Vanderbilt. Franklin showed you can win there and win there right away too. I mean, he won nine games three straight years. Did he not? The harder it, it's going to be, just harder in the portal now because I mean, Kentucky just stole their one thousand yard but rusher, and it's harder to keep guys around because their graduate program. Like, I don't know if like, Ray Davis is a smart dude. Went to Temple and Vanderbilt. I don't know if he could have done Vanderbilt's graduate program. You know, like, it, recruiting it, it being a hard school makes it difficult. You and know? I, I know UK's had its fair share of Nazi or Yahtzee, excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> I didn't actually mean to say that when I was giving natural in my mind. That was actually a, that was a bad slip. <laughs> I know. I mean, how have you been okay with? I mean, we've talked about your your family and Brahmin coming back and dominating the the, the robbery, but uh, have you accepted like a bit okay with the fact that the big dog has now been neutered and can't recruit inside the state anymore? Oh, is that what it is? I mean, I, I, as you that's happened that as well as I'm curious your thoughts on your former love love of your life, uh, the Fencegate guy coming to Louisville, Joey uh, Joey Fencewood. Oh, Finstyle. Finstyle, yeah. Finstyle. Gatewood, Finstyle. It's opposite. You like that? First off, I, I, I left uh, Trevor. It was a solid 
35 seconds. Like, just nonstop laughter when I saw Joey Gatewood transfer into Louisville. Yeah, the little fans are getting a little hyped about it. I'm like, I, I, because thought, I, I just, told Mike, I'd be, I'd be more shocked to be played or if he's even on the roster when the season starts. I just could not believe that he still had eligibility. Yeah. Um, oh, man, just so funny the have way you, that that's Have turned. you reached out to him since his commitment to Louisville? I have not reached out to the fence style. Okay. Um, but they need bodies at tight end. They could do worse. Um, may, maybe he's desperate enough. I was going to say, he's never played tight end ever. He, he did a little bit last year. He, did, he had zero receptions. Yeah, yeah. They moved, they moved in the middle of the season, though. Oh, so, yeah. um, But if he's desperate, they might be able to get something out of him. Um, Jeff ha- has experience slightly in this. We had George Fant on KRC yesterday. And when Big George switched from basketball to football, Jeff didn't throw him to the Wolves right away, and he ended up being an eight-year pro out of it. Didn't throw him the Wolves? I don't think he even played on the team, really. He was at least on the team. But... I don't think he even started. No. I remember Greg telling me one time. No, George, George didn't like really play at all. Yeah, because yeah. I remember Greg yeah, He was remember... on special teams, so that was about it. Yeah, Greg was like, we wish we'd known how good he was. We, we could have gotten a year out of him. My brother joked. <laughs> he was like, yeah, I was his backup. And whenever people would ask me why I wasn't playing on special teams, I would just point to George. Be like, see that guy? Yeah, <laughs> um, he's like, yeah, I had to tackle George Fanton and Tyler Higby. Not exactly ideal. Um, <laughs> but as far as recruiting, it is funny because they're – Louisville, like there, there's just not going to be that many head-to-heads because a Louisville's all in on the portal, and I don't want to say it's going to take a unique target to do, present that, but yeah, like it's going to take like a really good kid from Mayo to have a big head-to-head. Maybe, maybe there's these young kids, Marlon Harbin's at Saint X. There's a kid at Cal that you know these 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 young athletes in the city of Louisville that just finished their freshman year that could eventually become big time recruits maybe there's some competition there but i we'll see we'll see i'm fascinated when that comes to fruition but so far Sean Boykins from North Harden UK didn't really like he had an offer but they weren't really interested in him and then Fred Johnson they saw him as a guard they liked the other guards more um, and Louisville got him to commit. Um, I think I'm not sure if he's going to play guard or tackle there, but um, it's also just weird because the coaching staffs kind of like each other, and I'm not used to that. Like they, like Mark and Jeff would both have prepared. They would have prepared jokes at the Governor's Cup luncheon if that was still a thing. I noticed that entire time you did not deny the the neuterism of of, of the recruiting oh of Big Dogs. <laughs> uh, we're running out of time. Yes. I, our man, we mentioned him earlier. I, I just want to throw this out to you real quick uh, so we don't have a lot of time. But Big Blue Drew just tweeted something out I thought was an interesting question for some radio level. He said, would you rather hoop on a double rim or a rim with no net? Oh, God. And this one's easy, a little easier for me. I think double rim. I, 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 I hate I hate playing basketball with no net. Yeah, it's so it's much. so annoying. At least double rim, you kind of know what to expect. Yeah, and double rims are annoying. Too. Yeah, they're annoying as well, but... But d- no net. Yeah, yeah, double rim, you just know you got to be a softer touch on, on when you're going up, especially on the inside, for, in my terms. I don't take a lot of outside shots. But yeah, no net, I hate no net. I mean, yeah, yeah it's just... You could have a shot, you don't even know if it went in or not. Yeah, that's frustrating. And yeah. the ball can just roll to Bolivia if you miss it. You know, it doesn't stick around. It can just keep on bouncing. That's annoying. Uh, Trevor, I've got a question for you. I've got an answer. Do you like flaming Hot kind of foods? Like the flaming Hot Cheetos, that sort of stuff? Uh, is that too spicy Not as for you? much now in my older days. That was more of a new younger Trevor wheelhouse. Nowadays, I'm more 
Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I, yeah. Well, I asked that because a uh, texter on the Thorns text line said, the South End is cool, big immigrant community, so some really good restaurants. And it is. there's a new one that is right across the street from my buddy's barbershop. It's called The Streetery. And there, they have like a bunch of different food vendors. So like I got some Korean fried chicken that was killer. Okay. But they also, the reason why I asked is they have the Moki dog there, which Moki, it is... Uh, a grain that is, I believe it's either in Korean or Vietnamese food. I forget which one. I think it's Korean. Um, but it's a little bit thicker dough. We tried one of their donuts. But they also do corn dogs dipped in mochi. And one of their bits that's very popular, especially for Instagram food people, that will like see something on Instagram and they'll go try, try it out. Mm. They dip the corn dog in mochi and then they roll it what, in flaming hot toppings. What What is mochi? Mochi. M O C H I. Because you keep saying it, and I keep picturing Kim Mochi. I don't like it's, her. It, uh, well, it's either mochi <laughs> or moochi. I'm terrible at pronunciations. We've We've got this established. Yeah. I like you, but they have these corn dogs that are dipped in this. It's a It's a more dense. Like their donuts are a little bit more dense. They're very tasty. We had a s'more one that rocked. I mean, I love uh, a corn dog. But yeah, that they have those there that are killer. So come on out to the South End, try on our great food scene. Uh, you know, Weird Al. I think Weird Al might be at the amphitheater this summer. Or was that last summer? Yeah, he was touring. He I went to see Weird Al. Yeah, you're a Weird Al fan, aren't you? I mean, as much as anybody can be a Weird Al fan. I, mean, I know that was your first concert. I mean, yeah, well, no, that was not, yeah, yeah. Was, Weird yeah. Al was right. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, the monkeys, yeah, monkeys and Weird Al Yankovic. Hey, you looking? Oh at yeah, that was last year, not this year. I messed it up. Oh well, we missed Weird Al, but we can still get you down to the south end. I've got to make my way out there, but it's been fun hanging out with you, buddy. This is cool. We got to do this once. We can't stop doing this every once every five years. Yep. Uh, last time we hung out, I don't think you had kids. No, it hasn't been that long. Uh, the, the once upon a time in Hollywood, yeah, I think I don't think you had. Okay, I, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. yeah. Well, maybe I just get done having kids and then we'll hang out. You going for a third? I don't know. We're getting a minivan, Trevor. There's room. <laughs> We've got there's, extra seats. We, we're going to get more seats. So <laughs> I guess uh, is that getting a better, bro? bro you in the mood? I don't know. We got a minivan, honey. Yeah. We got space to fill. <laughs> uh, and my sister, she just her water just broke. So um, we 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 got another route on the way. So best of luck, to Christine. Good you luck, got Christine. this. You got this. I'm sure you're listening. Breathe. Great uh, pre. Uh, pre-baby uh, ceremony here. But appreciate y'all hanging out on the Mike Weatherford Show. Tomorrow, it's the Justin Trevor Producer Show. A short show. Three to six, or three to five. We'll be a doubleheader for the bats tomorrow. On the Big X Sports Radio. I'll be on Kentucky Roll Call from 7 to 9, and Mike Rutherford will be back next week from his sunny vacation. Until then, so long. Go Cass and go Kroger. Trying to lose a